to come. You, you have to share. She's so beautiful. Okay. So as we were in prayer, um, as I was kneeling by my husband, what came to me is that as he was addressing the church, all I heard in my spirit is that there is a shakening that's going to happen in the church that is so strong, and this is for the body at large, that is so strong that only those that have their eyes fixed on Jesus will stand. And But it's necessary to happen. The shakening that's getting ready to take place is necessary. Because the Lord needs his bride to be focused. So keep your eyes focused. And I saw literally um, our feet being planted in firm foundation, like, you know, concrete. When it's settling and it's, and it's wet and it dries and our feet are like solid in him. And we were focused on him and I saw our eyes fixed on him and that's the posture he wants his church firm and grounded on him fixed on him not looking to the right or the left because what's getting ready to unfold and take place is beyond what we can think or imagine and we have to be fixed on him we have to be so just devoted and just focused on him which is why he's trying to address his bride and get you refocused. That is not about ministry. It's not about all these other things. It's about him. And that's why he wants us to return to our first love, which is him. Nothing else can get in the way. So that's what I saw. I'm not going to add more or take away. That's exactly what I heard in my spirit. So stay focused on him. That's why he's redirecting us to be so caught up in his presence and seeking his faith. Because there's more that he's going to pour out for the end time. Because we are living in those times now, presently. So be encouraged. Uh, Folks, today's message is titled, Understanding the Times and the Sons of Issachar. You know, the sons of Issachar have been heavy on my heart lately. For those of you that don't know who Issachar was, he was one of the sons uh, of Jacob, born to Leah. You can read about that in the book of Genesis, chapter 35, verse 23. Something very interesting was said about the sons of Issachar. We are told they had an understanding of the times. In fact, in the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 12, verse 32, we read the following. Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. 
If you're a student of Bible prophecy in the world today, you can clearly discern the times we are living in. But most of the church has no clue about the times and seasons that God has so clearly laid out for us in His Word. I want to bring to our attention uh, the rebuke Jesus gave to those around Him who were not paying attention to the times during His first coming. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 54 to 56, the Lord Jesus Christ says the following, And He said also to the people, When you see a cloud rise out of the west, straight away you say, you say there cometh a shower, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, ye say there will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it you do not discern this time? So we are told that the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times, but the people did, did not discern the signs of the times during Jesus' first coming. The people, however, were without excuse to not understand and be watching because over 300 detailed prophecies had foretold that Christ was coming. The Old Testament provided a description of the circumstances around which the promised Messiah would be born, the bloodline he would come through, the events that would take place in his life, as well as his death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus Christ fulfilled all of these in his first coming to the earth. It is worth noting that even their rejection of Christ was also prophesied. You can read about that in the book of Isaiah and the book of Psalms. The people could discern by looking at the sky if good or bad weather was coming. But they could not discern the promised coming of their Messiah to be watching and waiting for it. That also sounds similar in our world today, doesn't it? All of the signs Jesus told us to look Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. She's coming now. You need to come. You you have to share. church, all I heard in my spirit is that there is a shakening that's going to happen in the church that is so strong, and this is for the body at large, that is so strong that only those that have their eyes fixed on Jesus will stand, And but it's necessary to happen. The shaking that's getting ready to take place is necessary because the Lord needs his bride to be focused. So keep your eyes focused. And I saw literally um, our feet being planted in firm foundation, like, you know, concrete when it's settling and it's, and it's wet. 
and it dries and our feet are like solid in him. And we were focused on him and I saw our eyes fixed on him. And that's the posture he wants his church. Firm and grounded on him. Fixed on him. Not looking to the right or the left because what's getting ready to unfold and take place is beyond what we can think or imagine. And we have to be fixed on him. We have to be so just devoted and just focused on him. Which is why he's trying to address his bride and get you refocused. That is not about ministry. It's not about all these other things. It's about him. And that's why he wants us to return to our first love, which is him. Nothing else can get in the way. So that's what I saw. I'm not going to add more or take away. That's exactly what I heard in my spirit. So stay focused on him. That's why he's redirecting us to be so caught up in his presence and seeking his faith. Because there's more that he's going to pour out for the end time. Because we are living in those times now, presently. So be encouraged. Uh, Folks, today's message is titled, Understanding the Times and the Sons of Issachar. You know, the sons of Issachar have been heavy on my heart lately. Uh, For those of you that don't know who Issachar was, he was one of the sons uh, of Jacob, born to Leah. You can read about that in the book of Genesis, chapter 35, verse 23. Something very interesting was said about the sons of Issachar. We are told they had an understanding of the times. In fact, in the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 12, verse 32, we read the following. Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. If you're a student of Bible prophecy in the world today, you can clearly discern the times we are living in. But most of the church has no clue about the times and seasons that God has so clearly laid out for us in his word. I want to bring to our attention uh, the rebuke Jesus gave to those around him who were not paying attention to the times during his first coming. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 54 to 56, the Lord Jesus Christ says the following, And he said also to the people, when you see a cloud rise out of the west, straight away you say, you say there cometh a shower, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say there will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it you do not discern this time? So we are told that the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times, but the people did, did not discern the signs of the times during Jesus' first coming. The people, however, were without excuse to not understand and be watching because over 300 detailed prophecies had foretold that Christ was coming. The Old Testament provided a description of the circumstances around which the promised Messiah would be born, the bloodline he would come through, the events that would take place in his life, as well as his death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus Christ fulfilled all of these in his first coming to the earth. It is worth noting that even their rejection of Christ was also prophesied. You can read about that in the book of Isaiah and in the book of Psalms. 
The people could discern by looking at the sky if good or bad weather was coming. But they could not discern the promised coming of their Messiah to be watching and waiting for it. That also sounds similar in our world today, doesn't it? All of the signs Jesus told us to look for to signal his due return are staring us in the face. And yet the majority of the world could care less and have no clue about what is about to come upon this world. In the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 35, the Lord Jesus Christ says the following, For as a snare it shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Is there a connection between the sun of Issachar and those of us around the world today that are watching for the Lord's return? Recognize the season we are in and know that Jesus Christ is about to rapture his church? I would say absolutely. Again, we are told the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the time, which means they were aware of what time they were living in. We are told very clearly in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we, the children of the light, will have an understanding of the time, and we will see the day approaching. The Bible also tells us that that, that day should not catch us off guard like a thief in the night. Unfortunately, for the majority of the world, it will catch them off guard because they are not watching. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 to 9, the Apostle Paul reports the following. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light. In the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you. Hallelujah. Mighty, mighty Lord. Mighty, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. This is your brother in Christ, Brother L.V. Sapata. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for this opportunity to share his word. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we, we are all heartbroken with what's happening with, uh, with Israel. This surprise attack on Israel has broken everyone's heart because we love the land of Israel, we love the Jewish people, and we are always praying for, for the peace, hallelujah, of Jerusalem, as the Bible uh, tells us to do so. My brother and my sister, it is so sad that this is happening, that they cannot solve their differences in peace, but God is in control, my brother and sister, and we know that God fights for the Jewish people. Amen. And God is going to keep a reckoning, as he promised, of the Jewish people and all this. My brother, my sister, this killing has been going on since the garden of Adam and Eve when, when Cain rises against his brother Abel and killed him. And, and Cain said that the punishment that was on him was more than what he can bear when you kill someone. Hallelujah. This is exactly what happened. Uh, Hamas, the terrorist group in, in Gaza, 
decided to bring a surprise attack after the signing of the peace treaty September 24th, uh, 21st, now on, on October 7th, just two to three weeks after, that Israel thought they were in peace with their enemy. They decided to bring this, uh, this surprise attack like back in 1973. My brother and my sister, it is so incredible how can they do such a thing. But again, hallelujah, let's continue to pray for them, that God will keep them, that God will protect them. Remember what it says in, in Job. I want to start with the book of Job, chapter 3 tonight, where God says um, in Job 3, 1, For behold, in those days, or in that time, in that time, when I shall bring back the captives of Judah in, Jer- in Jerusalem, my brother and sister, notice that God point this up, or point this out to the, uh, when this would happen, the captive will be back to Jerusalem, in Judah and Jerusalem. And what would happen, says, says the prophet, says God through his prophet, I will also gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Josephah, and I will plead with them for my people and my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and parted my land. God said that in this timing we're in, that you and I are in, which we're in today in the last day, last of the last, before the Great Tribulation began and World War III began, that they will have parted his land, my brother and sister. And so uh, they, they had no love for the Jewish people because they want the land of Israel. And they don't want it peacefully. They want to kill the Jewish people. And this attack, they have taken so much hostage of the Jewish people. I don't know if it's 100, 200, 300 hostage or more. They have taken into Gaza, the Hamas group, and they're going to be holding them as a ransom, my brother and sister. So this is going to be very difficult for Israel because they need to decide what they're going to do. If they're going to just shoot at these people to try to get the hostage and see if they, can, if they can get anyone alive. There's even a Holocaust survivor who moved to Israel taking captive in this, in this um, uh, raid that they did on Israel. They stole fighters in Israel. Uh, they, they, they were wondering whether Hezbollah, north of Israel, was going to join Hamas. And yes, Hezbollah now decided to join the fight in another group had also decided to join the fight. The being, uh, Hezbollah is being backed up by Iran. Hamas being backed up by, by uh, Turkey and Syria and Iran for sure. So we're seeing three powerful nations behind them, which is Iran, Turkey, my brother and sister, and Egypt. Egypt. The Egyptian army is one of the most powerful army since they became friends with the United States in the, in the 80s, they have spent billions of dollars buying U.S. planes, F-16, and much more. And so they have become very powerful army, Navy, you know, and so much. Now they have also, they're backing up Hamas. They're backing up Hezbollah for sure. 
And so Israel is practically fighting, will be fighting very soon against the most powerful nations in the Middle East, Egypt, Iran, and Turkey, which Turkey also has a powerful army. Of course, Israel cannot do it on herself, but the UN is not really supporting Israel and all that because the peace treaty has been signed, and the UN feels that like Israel is violating international law. I wanted to read an article of the, the history of the UN, which was the UN was founded in 1945. My brother and sister was established in 1945. Since they've been established. If you look up the history, they immediately began to work on, on Resolution 181. And Resolution 181 stands for the division of the land of Israel. Israel was established as a state in 1948. The UN in 1945, three years before. Before Israel has been established as a state, the UN came together to divide the land of Israel. Before the Israel was formed, my brother and sister, that's the history of the UN. You can look it up online. Wikipedia has it, my brother and sister. It's horrible that Israel is surrounded by so much enemy, including the UN. And the UN should have condemned this attack of Hasma, Hasma, but no, my brother and sister. They, they, they are supporting more of the Palestinians than Israel on this. And the outcome will be condemning Israel for defending themselves. My brother insisted. But God told the Israelites through the prophet Jeremiah that this will be so, my brother insisted. And I want to read to you from the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 30. So you can see that Israel was warned by God that this will be so with those that will be that will be supposedly their their enemy. Hallelujah. Supposedly their enemy. It says Jeremiah thirty seven, for the day is great, so none is like it, even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he should be saved out of it. So God, before he began to tell us about the fight that Israel will be confronting in the last days, God said that Israel will be saved out of it. And this is the good news. Get into the ark with Jesus. Uh, one of the three signs that God has given me was the war in Israel, which we know already began. Netanyahu declared war in Hamas, my brother insisted. So uh, this war is going to go for long. Egypt. Turkey and Iran are behind these groups. And there are three groups which will be attacking through the south, the north, and some, someone said uh, maybe from the middle some other fighter will be coming out. It's going to get ugly in the days to come. They're already saying this is going to be going on for years now. For years. This, this is not a, a few days battle, a few months that this is going to end, no. Mesa will be going into Egypt for into Israel for years. The question will be how far Israel will be willing to take this fight. Is they going to take it all the way to Tehran, to Egypt, to Turkey? My brother insisted. Because if you don't stop the source of the supplying of the missile, 
you're really not doing anything. They're going to keep launching missions to Israel, killing Jewish people, innocent people, children, women, elders. So this, this is going to go far now. This is a word that we were warning people for years, that it was coming. God showed it to me over 10 years ago, and now it's here. My brother and sister, this year, last month, a brother that I usually listen to on YouTube, he said that the Lord told him 10-7, 10-7, there will be an attack on Israel. And he didn't understand the revelation, but he heard 10-7, 10-7. Exactly on the day that when Israel was attacked, word was declared, my brother insisted. So the, the, whole, the whole plan here is that the Lord says to me, about a, a week and a half or two weeks, Jesus t took me into the ark. I was standing inside the ark of God, which is Jesus Christ. Inside the ark, I can see brothers and sisters. And I was able to look outside the ark. I can see the door closing. And the Lord began to speak with me. And Jesus said that uh, the last fuse he was bringing in, the last fuse, my brother insisted, which I understood clearly, the last fuse that coming home into the ark before the door get closed. Genesis 7, the Bible says that God closed the door. After Noah and his family went into the ark, after Noah had warned people for 120 years, preacher of righteousness, and no one listens to Noah. Not a single soul besides his family listened to him. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. And Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He was a loving man of God, and still no one listened to Noah, not even, not, not, a, not even a single soul. And the reason why people did not listen to Noah, when, when the time of the closing of the ark, of the door of the ark happens, it's in Thessalonians 5, the reason why. When I saw it, I'm stunned by seeing it there. Let me tell you why they didn't listen to Noah and God closed the ark. The whining is in Thessalonians 5, 3 is that when, when they are saying, and that saying is reporting, this, this is the way you, you talk about new uh, 2,000, 3,000 years ago. So when they are reporting peace and safety, well, the UN back in September 21st, the U.N. announced itself a report online, and they put it in so many web pages, that what they were signing on the 21st was peace and safety, international peace. And then the article said peace and safety by the U.N. members. That's what they signed, giving gossip to the Palestinians in the Golan High. And I told you that it will be bloody to get the, the Jewish people out of the Golan High. And, and now some of the Palestinians are saying they don't want to leave their land. This is why this attack is happening. My brother and sister, I told you it would not be peaceful a week ago. You know, God is speaking through us to the people, but a lot of people are not getting it. But it's happening exactly how God is saying it through us. I told you that the Jewish people will not leave the Golan Heights peacefully. 
And until there's any Jew in the Golan High, they're going to keep fighting. It's not going to stop. But that's not the, the end of that. They want Jerusalem. They felt like they, they lost Jerusalem because the Jewish people have already dated officially said January 1st, I believe it's from the 4th to the 7th, to, uh, next year, January, two months from now, to begin the construction of the third temple. That's what the uh, officials are looking into. The rabbis in Israel and the official are looking into the day from the 4th to the 7th of January 1st of 2024 to begin the construction of the, of the third temple. They have everything they need financially. Some say they have all the material. They, they're going to do like when China, uh, in the midst of COVID, had to create a hospital in a week. Well, the construction of the temple, the third temple, will have to be constructed very, very fast. One is because missiles are going to and fro, and the Palestinians will try to destroy it anyway. So Israel is going to try to, to uh, annihilate Hamas, remove them from planet Earth. They have no other choice in order so they don't stop the construction of the temple. They finally got the green light. So now they're going to begin the construction of the temple as they have a, a, a looking into my brother insisted, but Hamas, the group Hamas that says no, Hezbollah the same. Hezbollah don't want the, the third temple to be constructed because that means it will be practically where the Dome of the Rock is and that they don't agree with that. There's still a lot of people that don't agree who are for the Palestinian. But, you know, a lot of the olden rabbi has said that with the, golden, with the Dome of the Rock case, that's the holiest of holies. Or part of the, the, the temple when Solomon made the temple, a lot of people agree, a lot of people disagreed. Well, we'll see what happened. The Lord showed someone in a vision that the Dome of the Rock will be destroyed with a missile. And I was thinking I saw like a Dome of the Rock destroyed. I thought it was the Dome of the Rock, but no, it was another temple in, 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 in Gaza that looked like the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. But it will be removed, definitely. The, the construction of the temple is here. They're planning to begin in January from the 4th to the 7th, they did not give an official date, but they said it's between the 4th and the 7th of January 2024. That's two months from now. Now, Daniel said that the construction will be in times of trouble. We shared that last week. So think about it. In times of trouble, that's great tribulation. My brother and my sister, everything is so close, unimaginable, close. A lot of people, okay, let me give you the reason why a lot of people are being caught by surprise with this. The Apostle Paul tells us why, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5.4, that ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day will overtake you as a thief. Darkness, being in darkness, being in sin, backsliding, with so many people backsliding in sin, they're being caught by surprise with all this happening. A lot of people woke up yesterday and began to hear about this word in Israel and said, this is one of the signs that God gave Brother Alvi. Surprise. Unexpected. My brother and sister. They got surprised. 
The earthquake in California is about to happen. The eastern tsunami is coming. And it's going to catch people by surprise. Surprisingly surprise. My brother insisted. This is so close, so close, that they will not see it coming because they, hallelujah, are in sin, darkness. But ye brethren, he's talking to the church. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to the brothers. You brothers are not in darkness. That the day shall overtake you as a thief. Look what he says now. Because you are children of the light, children of the day. We are not a, a, a night of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep. But let us watch and be sober. So what are they doing? They're sleeping. So many people are sleeping. This is the word. Sleeping. So comfort. So much comfort in the world. They are asleep. They don't think this was supposed to happen for years. They thought that after this peace treaty in September 21st, almost three weeks ago, everything should be fine now. No, it's on the contrary. God said that when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction will come upon them. That's a woman in travail. It is the opposite of what they thought. Hallelujah. Yes, I will thank you, sister. Yeah, there was an earthquake in Mexico, 6.0, I can't even 6.3. The big one for California is so close. And it's going to cut people by surprise. If people have not been out yet, they're going to wake up to distractions like they cannot even imagine. My brother and sister, they will not imagine the distraction that is about to hit them because they are asleep. They can hear me talking about this and say, oh, please, we heard it before. I don't want to hear it again. They're asleep. They think everything will be fine. No, California will not be fine ever again after that. That will be the end of our state. That will be the end. They will not restore California again. When I tell you it's the end for California, it's the end. California will never be a state like it is now again. It is the end. In case you haven't heard it before. Or in case uh, the, the, the Audi was cutting up when I said it before. We're talking about the end. We're talking about this is it. There will be no more California after the earthquake. There will be not, no restoration of California. Because they themselves will be in trouble. When the eastern tsunami hits them, how are they going to rescue California? When a lot of these states, Washington will be underwater, Maryland. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Virginia. Who, who's going to save California when the rest of the state will be in trouble? My brother and sister. They themselves will be swimming in, in, in the seawater, trying to escape for their own life. How are they going to save these other people when every heavy-duty machine will be 100 a, a feet underwater, some 300 feet underwater, 200 feet underwater? How are they going to get the machine out of there? People are not getting the message. They are asleep, my brothers and sisters. Yeah, they didn't help Maui exactly. People are not getting the message. It's not going through their head. 
They don't understand that when we say from God, this is it. God is saying this is it. We're, we are referring the message. It is it. The church is about to be in out. God is protecting us. We are protected to the last second until we're out. He's getting his people out. The sudden destruction, look how sudden Hamas brought an attack without even the support of Hezbollah. Okay? Just with the support of Iran, maybe Syria, or Turkey, they say, is involved. Egypt was celebrating. The Egyptians are celebrating this attack. All these Arab nations are celebrating this attack on Israel, and they're supporting it financially and with weapons. The word already began, and they say it's going to take years, my brother and sister, because more fighter will be coming from Turkey, Iran, and Egypt, and Syria into Israel, into the Palestinians. So the Israel will wipe out all Gaza and the West Bank, Still, hundreds of thousands of more fighters will be coming in. Better trained fighters to fight them. This is just the beginning. My brother insisted. They're going to be being attacked now by three, by three different ways. Even from the sea, they will be attacked through the air. This is the beginning of the word of Israel. That's going to continue into the great tribulation. This is, this is the one that the Antichrist is going to come. And break them into peace. And say, hey, wait a minute. I'm gonna... This is the one the Bible talks about. The Antichrist. They're already thinking that Netanyahu will lose his position now for this. They think it's happened under his watch now. His position, he's gone. And that's what the Antichrist wanted. My brother and sister, he wanted it. How hard was for Netanyahu to establish his covenant in Israel? Very, very hard. He almost did not again for like third or fourth time did not establish his own government. This has been happening for years now. In the last two, three years, like never before, This, all this is shadowing from the great tribulation to here because the Lord's hands is on us for protection. But this world, there is a shadow coming in the people are beginning to see in the spirit when they get dreams and revelation. They're seeing a shadow coming from the great tribulation. And this shadow that is coming in is what's shadowing right now what's happening in Israel, what's happening in Ukraine, and what's going to happen in the United States. Shadow. China and, and, and Russia getting ready and the rest of the world. Always being shadowed from the great tribulation. Because that how, how bad the Great Tribulation is going to be beyond what we know, beyond what we understand. Fallen demons are already here, fallen angels, Nephilims, in our government, as Father showed me last week, infiltrated in our government, ruining everybody else's life down here. That's why the churches won't be here for too long. Look how people, elders are getting sick around the United States and around the world. People are getting sick. I was listening to an elder person online who spends a lot of time in prayer and in the Word, saying that he's being attacked. He's been in bed sick like a dog, so difficult, so hard. You know, someone like him who's been in prayer and in the Word, 
who's at home most of the time. Can you imagine those that have to go to work, that has all these different duties? My brother and sister, the attacks, attack is on help, spiritual attack, um, the help of being attacked severely. A lot of the elders cannot take it anymore. A lot of the children cannot take it anymore. My brother and sisters, over 80,000 children in the United States alone are being stolen. My brother and sister, to being sold monthly, not yearly, monthly. This is, this is, this has never been seen in, in, in the history of this nation. But this is all shadow of the great tribulation going on. Radiation, plasma. Plasma is, is coming from those satellites. Okay? They have plasma, uh, radiation pointing to the earth because that's how they break through the, through the, dimensions so every time they turn on this particle accelerator and they turn it on to seven days a week and we have it in every single state 30,000 worldwide particle accelerator and they turn them on like they're cooking everyone into the planet scientists already predicted that our earth is heating up every year 10 degrees Fahrenheit more okay so if it's 75 now next year will be 85 this month my brother insisted, direct energy weapons, okay, hitting our earth. They had a, a, a special, I believe it was on the History Channel, of volcanoes in the bottom of our sea awakening. Volcanoes have been asleep for hundreds of thousands of years, so millions of years, awakening every week by hundreds and thousands. How is our planet going to get cold this winter? when so many volcanoes are awakening because of all these plasma weapons hitting the earth, my brother insisted. Well, they, they removed the report. It was not convenient to the scientific community because they don't want to create panic on population. People will panic if they keep revealing this stuff so that they remove all that. Uh, Google Map had all this information. They, they remove all that stuff. They black all the stuff. They, they want to keep people... My brother has turned them back to the Stone Age, no information. You know, Google has go on YouTube and remove millions and billions of videos of information, pages of information, and so much more, just, just keeping people with no information so no one talks about anything, okay? No one talks about anything. And then all these weapons that made people forget also, all the stuff they're putting on water and food that made people forget, how will they remember anything? Okay, it's terrible. It's just, you know, they, they, it's worse than they're making it worse. They don't, they don't want people to talk about it. Just leave it alone as they continue to do their evil. My brother insisted. So God says about Jacob, for it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord. In the last days, look at this. In that day, the last day, says the Lord, that I will break his yoke from off his neck, and I will burst thy bond, and strangers shall not more be served by him. But they shall serve the Lord their God, David their king, whom I will raise up from, from, from them. Therefore fear not, O my servant Jacob, saith the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel. For, lo, I will save thee from far, thy seed from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return and shall be in rest, be quiet, and none shall be that will make him afraid. And that is in the millennium kingdom that this would happen. But right now, it's not even close for that. Well, because it's still seven more years, 
Jacob's trap was seven years great tribulation. So if we think about it, how many years have passed in the past compared to now, which is well only once the rapture happened, it's only seven more years. The rapture is about to happen. I was inside the ark of Jesus looking out. I could see the, 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 the door, which looked like a gate to me, closing. Where, you know, you think, how are people going to fit? But I see the Lord, that whoever was repenting, truly coming in, he was making them small to bring them into the ark. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because I can see the Lord doing this just to bring more soul in. The Lord is so incredible. Everything is possible with him. And his heart is for the lost. And he just wants to bring more people in. And if you're not right with God, if you've been back to him, please repent. Please give your life to Jesus. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I repent of my sin. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus. I've all my sin past, past, present, and future. Lord, let my name be written in the book of life. Please confess your sin with the Lord. Do not wait until the shofar, the trumpet sound, because it's going to sound, my brother and sister, and whoever is ready or not. See, when God closed the ark door, knowing his family were already in, the people could have been pounding at that door, about to kick that door down. It didn't matter. God closed it. God kept it closed. My brother and sister, cast the next boat. Well, there was not a next boat. It's the problem. And the problem, the same problem is now the same. You know, if you miss this boat, if you miss going into the boat with Jesus, if you miss going into this ark with Jesus, you may say, I'm going to catch the next boat, Brother Ellie. Well, the next boat is being beheaded, martyr for the Lord in the great tribulation. And that's not going to be easy. The enemy, the fallen angel knows that a lot of people going into the great tribulation, they wanted to make it easy unto themselves. They're going to offer it up to being beheaded. They're going to get in line, and the female comes line when they have the guillotine in front of them, and say, go ahead, go ahead, shalom, brother mio. Go ahead, I'm ready, I'm ready. They're going to be, become so brave when they see 99 tall full demons with sword on their hand. They say, no, I'll take the guillotine. No, I'm not going out there. They're killing people. They're cutting people to pieces. Let me, and the other thing, turning people into werewolf and beasts. My brother and sister. A lot of people are going to offer out themselves to be beheaded. But the devil and the demon knows that they're not going to make it easier for people. They're going to harass, abuse, beat people until they are so pleased with them. My brother and sister, until they desire. And then they may take a sword and behead you. Okay? But the suffering, it will be untold. God cannot show you all the suffering that will go on in the Great Tribulation. Because I've seen part of it, not all of it. Some people have seen a little bit of it. And they say, no way do I want to stay behind. There's no way possible. Some people say, I will stay behind. I don't care. I'll be on my knees until the rapture if I have to. Some people believe because they say it's too horrible. It's too horrible. Okay, because since people cannot die, they will cut your arm and eat it in front of you. They will cut your leg and eat it in front of you and make fun of you. Okay, and they're going to say, I'm going to eat you piece by piece until you take the mark. Okay, that's going to be difficult for a lot of people. I saw people giving up with one single punch. 
one single punch in, the, in their belly by the soldier, giving up and saying, okay, I'll take it, I'll take it. They switch up their right hand, and I saw when they injected the RFID, Mark of the Beast, which people years ago argued with me in 2013 that the RFID was not the Mark of the Beast. And I say, yes, it is. I went to the Lord about it. The Lord said, yes, it is. Sue Thomas came out 2013 and said the same thing. And now, oh, I thank you, Lord, because you're confirming this. I got so happy. Some other people, the Lord, began to, you know, they could not believe that the wonderful President Obama were bringing the Obama Don't Care program on Mark of the Beast. The devil had a plan. He planned ahead to make sure he gets a lot of people. My brother insisted. And before it was released that same year, I said it's coming. And the moment they announced the Obama don't care plan and the RFIA in it, I said, there it is. I came on the end. I told him that was it. That's, that's the mark of the beast because I heard it from the Lord. My brother insisted. Then I was taking, before that, several times, like, seven or eight, or eight years before that, to the Great Tribulation, and I saw the medical doctor injecting in people's right hand, the RFID, when they arrested people who were running for their life for months and years, hiding in cave everywhere. They finally caught up to them, set them in the shin. I saw the medical doctor came with a, with a needle that had the grain of rice in it and said, hey, you want to take this mark? which will give you benefit, you'll be able to eat, or, or you, or, or you want to keep suffering. You want to keep causing pain to yourself. And the person, they, got, they, they were trying to convince the person. I saw a few, a few of them being convinced because they were tired of running and hungry, hungry and running. And the water's contaminated everywhere. There's no food. There's no open restaurant. There's no market anymore where you can go buy food. None of that anymore. And there is any small market that the government is offering or allowing, it is strictly supervised and controlled, completely controlled. The only way you can buy food is there with the RFID. You cannot even enter through the door. And then a, a pound of meat, $30,000, that's the other part that surprised me when I was there. I, I, the Lord took me in, and I heard when the guy was cutting the piece of me, which he was saying to the people, you know that this cannot be found anywhere anymore. It's not like in the olden days before this began, this mess began, the guy was saying. And so it's $30,000. And there were people there hungry and dirty because they had no more clothes, saying, and how we're going to afford this? Well, if you cannot afford this, get out of here. Come on, move. And I saw some of the people that looks like they were millionaire, billionaire, that could afford it going in to buy a pound of meat. And I, now all that revelation shocked me. But there was not a lot of me available, neither the guy was saying it. This stuff is very hard to come by, the guy was saying. $30,000 pound of meat. You're not going to get it anywhere, he was saying. This is it. This is it. You know that all the animal has been eaten and killed, and that's because people, when they turn into beasts, they go out to eat whoever they can find, and they'll eat the deers, the, 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 
all the pig, all the cow, none. And only if the rich have some other cow in the bunkers, practically, a few of them, that will, that will be it for the great tribulation. A few cow. For millions of people hungry. My brother and sister, who have not ate, some have not ate meat for years, eating wild apple, pears, whatever they can find. My brother and sister, that's it. All that protein that their body needs right now that people complain about, they don't have it anymore. All that medication that God told them to put away, that they never did, they never listened to God's prophet, now they know they need it badly. Really bad, as people say. My brother and sister, it is a time, if we go in prayer with the Lord, like a brother did on YouTube that I listened to, and ask the Lord, what is the Lord that I'm going to need for emergency? The Lord began to give him a list of the things, of vitamins that you will need. You know, emergency food that you can store for years. That people can afford to buy them now. Even though it might be a little, but a little can take you a long way in the great tribulation when there's nothing. You see, a few pounds of preserved food that will last 20 years. And the great tribulation is like a miracle for you, for you to eat. Even if you just eat a little bit of something that you can eat 365 times a year, it will be a miracle for you with what is coming. But a lot of people are not getting it. They're not getting it. They're not getting it, my brother and sister. They're not understanding how difficult it's going to be. Like the people that got captured by Hamas yesterday. The day before, they were not expecting these terrorist group to get a hold of them while they were celebrating in Israel. Because these are highly patrolled places by the IDF. My brother and sister, Shalom Sergio Rivero. Highly watched and patrolled places by the IDF. And just as the IDF was busy doing other things, this group of Hamas went in and captured these women and men. And we don't know if it's 300, 600 of them now taken into captivity by this group Hamas who has no care for these people. Some of them have they already shot on the head. My brothers and sisters, it's, it's terrible. They are not all dead because they're willing to, uh, you know, exchange those people with Israel for maybe even weapons or, or, or the right of some of the people to live because Israel right now, this is one to eliminate Hamas, my brother and sister. This terrorist group has been killing Jewish people for 40, 50 years without any care. And Israel has been very willing to help them and negotiate with them. But when you negotiate with terrorists, that's what happened. And then on the news coming out that uh, our, our president that made a deal with, with Iran, where Iran got, what, $6 billion, supposedly to let go some other prisoner that Iran had. And those $6 billion, some people suspect now that Hamas got hold of them because Iran like to give them money for free. So all this is a mess, my brother and sister. But God warned us that this was coming. He told us in his word that when they are staying peace and safety, as the U.N. was saying there last week, 
or three, almost three weeks ago, when they signed that international peace, where they had all the president, all the leaders of the nation, where they blocked in New York City, next to the uh, UN building, all those major streets were blocked. People could not even go shopping here or there. So they can get all these presidents and leaders to come to the UN this September 24th to sign that uh, peace and safety international agreement, my brother and sister. And a lot of people thought it was, how can they do this to us? This is where we live. This, oh, they block all these major streets, and, and people could not get into their homes, go to the shopping store, nothing. It was terrible. But it happens. They sign it, historical signing, which I was wondering, you know, myself, Lord, that same night, the Lord showed me Michael in heaven, this peace deal that was signed on September 24th, 1st. In heaven, this was taken very serious by God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all the angels. They were all watching. And in heaven, this is a historical moment. Still in the church. What happened, what happened on September 21st at church? Well, we don't know. The U.N. came together, maybe. Who knows what happened? A lot of people have no idea. A historical moment in heaven. Seeing the word of God come to pass, 1 Thessalonians 5.3. And a lot of Christians don't know what happened. Why? Because the Apostle Paul, that people will be asleep. God and people are asleep, this stuff. My brother and sister, God told us it would happen. And he said at the end of time, the end of day, well, we honor the end of day. This confirmed to us, the church, the people going home with God, that we are in the last of the last moment before the church get rapture departure. Like the Lord says to me almost three weeks ago, if we stay here any longer, we're going to see people turn into animal, beast. That's how close it is. He showed me, and when I saw the days to come, how close it is for people to begin to turn, it's like I wanted to say to the Lord, right, the Lord get me out of here, Lord. Get me, get me out of this earth, Lord. Get me out of here. But I know there's a moment of God before the church gets taken out of the way. There is a moment of God, okay, where we're taken out of here. I know he promised a revival for over 100 years. God spoke to his prophet. And he says that in, in the prophet Joel, there will be a last reign. My brother, my sister. And God cannot lie. See, see that's the thing with God. God is not like us, uh, if it was that, we would have said, well, I'm sorry, and I know I, made you a, uh, uh, I know I made you a promise, but things are too hard, too difficult. You know, I can't, you know, I can't do that. I'm sorry, I cannot fulfill my promise that that will be meant. Not God. God's not like that. My brother, my sister. Look, he says in, in um, Joe 2, blow ye the trumpet in Zion, sound in a lion in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord has come for his ninth at hand. You know, when God tells you that something is at hand, when God says in his word that something is at hand, it's something where you can touch it. Your hand can touch it. Your hand can grab it. You know, it's like you saying to me, look, I have a cup in front of you. It's at hand. Another word. It's something that I can grab 
tool I can grab. It's, it's just right there. It's not far. Then he began the, a day of darkness and a gloomness, a day of cloud and a thick day, as the morning spread upon the mountain. A great people and strong there have not been even, ever been like, neither should be any more afterward, even to the year of many generations. Okay? United States is the last nation, the most last powerful nation there ever will be. China is not going to be the most powerful nation, even after the United States is gone. The United States will be the last powerful nation on the earth because China and Russia have an appointment with God in the mountain of God where the Lord is going to come and destroy them, where Jesus invited all the birth of the year to come and eat the meat of the captain and great. My brother insisted. Their day is right before them. Their destruction is right before them. So, you know, Russia, China, all these countries coming against America and destroying America, they're not going to accomplish anything because their destruction is right before them. They have an appointment with God. Okay? God's going to put a, a hook in the jaw of the Antichrist and bring him to the mountain. And who orders of President Putin is following now? And President Xi Jinping of China. Okay? And the President of North Korea. They're following the order of the Antichrist. Those are the order that he follows. Everything that's being done now, a shadow of the Great Revelation, is the order of the Antichrist. Why is all these fights going to go about soon? It's already started. What's happening in Israel on the 7th is by the order of the Antichrist. Hezbollah, Hamas, and all of them, they are following the order of the Antichrist. Nothing else, nothing more is the Antichrist himself doing all this. My brother and sister. Verse 7, they follow the Bible before them. Behind them a flame burns. The land is the garden of the Eden before them. Behind them desolated wilderness. Yea, nothing shall escape them. The appearance of them is the appearance of horses, a horseman that shall run, they run. And they, these are the locusts that will be released in the great tribulation. The appearance of horses, as, as even the prophet John saw it, my brother and sister, is coming. Like the noise of sherry on top of the mountain, they shall leap like the noise of flame, Fire that devoured the stumble. Some people stood in battle, right? Before their faces, the people shall be much pain. All faces shall gather blackness. You know why these people will be blackness this way? All faces? Because when a nuclear weapon goes off, you don't have time to not even run. And the moment it fits 100 feet away from you, even 1,000 feet away from you, it's go by you so fast that you will be standing still. Okay? Consume blackness as the prophet saw. Okay? Blackness. People were still standing in blackness. That means that the, the nuclear weapon went off and consumed them and their body was still in blackness. My brothers and sisters, like charcoals. Incredibly what is coming. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march everyone in his way. They shall not break their tanks. Their ranks, I'm sorry. These locusts who, who boss 
is a polyam which I've seen in hell. It's a terrible, large, powerful angel who carries a hammer, okay, of a, from over 5,000 pound hammer, like a, like a toothpick, my brothers and sisters, okay, in hell. And he, 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 he called himself the king of the abyss. Very bad dude. Let me tell you, he's a bad, bad dude. When people fall in from, from, to hell, from earth, he ordered the locusts to grab them and lay them under the table. Lay them under the table. A pure steel table. Square, pure steel table. And he raises his armor and hit these people. And the scream, I don't know how the scream doesn't come out to the earth, my brother and sister. They scream beyond any scream I ever heard in my whole life. My brother and sister. Verse 8. Neither should one to trust another. They shall walk everyone in his path. When they shall fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. You see how bad these things are? Because people, oh, come, I'll wait, with you. I'll wait for you with a sword in my hand. Okay? And God said that they shall fall, they shall they shall not be wounded. People will be waiting with sword. Because, you know, everybody using arms, weapons, guns. So the leftovers are, are swords. A lot of swords with swords. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, sister. And they're waiting for these locusts with swords, like a Japanese waiting with, with a sword, ready to cut them to pieces. And God said that they will not be wounded with a sword. Okay, God help those people that have those swords, that have threatened them. My Lord, my God. Verse 9, they shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. Listen, they can run upon the wall. I haven't seen people running upon the wall, but these locusts can run upon the wall. They shall climb upon the house, okay? And I've seen them climbing upon the wall. I remember seeing them climbing upon the house, but the Bible says they will climb upon the house. They shall enter into the window like a thief. Yes, they will. I saw when they were breaking people's car windows. Okay? The glass, they were breaking it like nothing, and the glass is shattered. And the people screaming in their car. People going to work, going to business, people who did not believe the church, who the church by this time is already in heaven, sitting in heaven, celebrating the wedding, already danced like David, uh, ate their meal. Probably some are uh, enjoying ice cream or soup by now. And these people are running from these locusts. My brother is screaming at the hand of these beasts who will have no mercy on them. I'm telling you, people are asleep right now. This stuff is about to happen, the Word of God says. And where are people related to this? Where is their life? Asleep. Completely asleep. My brother and sisters. Verse 10, the earth shall shake before them. Okay? Heaven shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark. And the stars shall withdraw from the shining. You know, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like to attribute power to nobody. I don't care how powerful a fallen angel says he is. But these things can cause, okay, the sun to be darkened, to be dark. Okay, they have power to cause the sun to be dark. Okay, and I don't like to, you know, God has all power. God has told me this. Looked at me and said, I have all power, the Lord said, the Father is saying. But these things 
And John said the same thing. They crossed the earth in darkness. My brother insisted. They make the earthquake. You know, you wonder what makes earthquakes so bad that kills so many people. Well, these things can do that. Okay? These things, and these are not fallen Nephilim. These are a, a fallen angel that fell with Satan, a peculiar angel, different angel than them. Because in, in heaven, they're a different group of angels. These are different. Okay? And they, can, they have that shape of locusts. Horrible things. Okay? The earth shake before them. The heavens shall tremble. And the sun and the moon shall be dark. Can you imagine going on every day with the sun dark, the moon dark? Pitch black every day. And these things going around killing people. My Lord, my God. And the stars withdraw the shining. No star in the middle of the night. Completely black and no star. Nothing. My brother and sister, my Lord, what is coming? What is about to come? And this stuff is around, it's around the corner. It's around the corner. This stuff is about to happen. This is, this, this is great tribulation stuff. My brother and sister, so it's incredible. People are asleep. Verse 11, and the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. For his camp is very great. For he is stern and execute his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide it? And that is a good question. Who can abide, my brother and sister? Because right now, words in Hamas, yes. Right now, they're looking forward to those seven-year great tribulation, all these fallen ones. They're looking to be on the earth, to rule in the earth. And God will allow it because God said there will be this time like it never been before, like it never be again. God is allowing this for seven years. But as, as they're doing all this evil, the Lord is preparing with us, his army in heaven. I share them with going down. I have made you strong. You are in your glorified body. Don't fear. We're coming down to defeat these things. Okay, Lord. You know, the Lord is getting ready up there. And it's going to be, says the prophet, Okay, the Lord shall utter his boy before his army. What are you saying? Let's march, let's go defeat these things. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. For his camp is very great. You know? Third part of the, the angel took Satan when he left. We're coming with greater than that, greater army. And the Bible says that the, the Lord's coming is very great. The Lord's camp is very great. For he is strong. See, it's not based on us. It's based on Jesus, almighty God. And almighty God in us. If God is for us, who can come against us? Okay, he executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great. It's going to be great for his people. We're going to enjoy it. But for the other who, who, who will follow these other things, it's not going to be so good. It's going to be terrible. Great and terrible. Great for us and terrible for them. Okay? Who can abide it? Who can, who can still be when the Lord returns? Standing. Okay? It's, it's, oh, my Lord. But God, bending his mind, saith the Lord. Okay, verse 12. Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart. How much of your heart? All, God says. God wants all your heart. And the reason why people are asleep right now, because they're not giving the Lord all their heart. Got to be giving the Lord right now all your heart. Not half of it, 
not 10%, not 80% even, not even 90. God says, oh, my brother and sister, owe your heart to him. Okay? And, and it happens that when we turn to God with all of our heart, God began to change. Not only God changes us, but he began to change our lives. He begins to do miracle in our lives. People wonderful miracle. And sometimes they just seek miracle. But when you seek the Lord, he gives you the whole package. He gives you a miracle and much more. Because it's more important to the Lord that you are saved than you are healed. Because what good to you will be to be healed and end up in the great tribulation. And end up giving your right hand to having the mark of the beast. What good will your healing be? Or your riches be? What good will be for you to be rich? End up in the great tribulation and then not to lose all your money. Stand your right hand to get the mark of the beast. How good will your money be? How much will you enjoy your money? And that's what people don't realize. That's why we're living in a dangerous time. Because a lot of people are so much in love with riches and good life and health that when the Lord is offering them eternal life for free, they prefer a quick healing and continue to enjoy the life in sin. No, my brother and sister, this is a very dangerous time. This is a time that you don't want to get it wrong. This is a time when we want to listen to God. You want to listen to God. We don't want to get this wrong now. This is no time for that. Because we're talking about eternity with God or eternity without God. My brother and sister, the greater horror in hell is people not having God for all eternity. That's the greater horror there is in hell. It may not be so much a torment. It's a horror not having God for all eternity. His goodness, his, 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 hallelujah, his mercy, not being there. That's the terrible part there is. My brother insisted. Verse 13, rent your heart, he says, and not your garment. I didn't finish verse 12. He says, therefore now, now says the Lord, turn your heart to me with all your heart, with fasting, with whipping, and mourning. We'll talk about fasting. I tell people we need to fast. It's important that we fast with God. God wants us fasting. Fasting is important to him. Because it's where we, 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 we submit the flesh to the spirit. This flesh, this falling out of that we're in, or Eve if you're a woman, is very difficult to deal with. Doesn't want to submit to the spirit, and it cannot as Paul. But when we fast and we ask the Lord to help us, he can take over our flesh. The Holy Spirit will help us with his body with his flesh, to submit it, that not I will be done, but his will be done. My brother and sister, without the Lord's help, as he told his disciples, without me there's nothing you can do. We need the Lord's help in all this. Definitely need the Lord's help. My brother and my sister. Verse 13, And rent your heart and not your garment, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger and great in kindness, and repented of evil. See, God, hallelujah, repent of evil. You think it's easy for God to allow all this evil for seven years? Not easy for him. Remember when Father told me that if people in the great who stay behind turn to him, he will protect them, he says. 
So no matter what these demons are going around doing with sword on the hand, this and that, spears and so much more, weapons, it's not going to matter if a person stay behind is repenting, seeking God with all their heart, fasting, God can protect that person. If a person is sincere from the heart crying out to God, Father told me he will protect them. I was surprised Father spoke to me about that of those staying behind. Okay? I was very surprised God will be involved still in the great tribulation. He will be. He told me himself he will he will protect those that will come to him and cry out to him for help. My brother insisted. Even if there are billions of people crying out to him in the great tribulation, knowing that because everyone staying behind will know that they're in the most difficult time ever. That the Lord has shown to me, has led me to experience and felt it. I felt it. What everyone who stay behind will feel, a tremendous lack of God, a tremendous time like never before. I felt it. And Father says to me that those that will cry out to him sincerely, who will repent, he will help them. And he didn't say sincerely, but he says that those that will repent, I believe it's with all their heart. I believe that was the word, which means sincerely. He will forgive them. He will help them, he says. See, God is willing to help everyone who cry out to him. I, that's why it surprises me that people are not willing to cry out to God because he's willing to help people. And that's why it falls on them when they don't repent, my brother and sister. Verse 14, who knows if he will return and repent and leave a blessing be, behind him, even meat offering and drink offering unto the Lord God. See, a blessing he knows that people will be going hungry for those seven years. And if they turn with all their heart, my brother, he can give them a meat offering. I remember when the Lord sent us in the middle of the Great Tribulation, and there were men and women naked. Because they had turned into beasts so many times, they had tear all their clothing. And I came down, Brother Benjamin was with me in that revelation, some other brothers and sisters, I remember. And we were there... And the women were naked, and we were trying not to look, the men, because the women were naked. Women in the 20 and the 30 naked, completely naked. And we didn't, you know, we, and we say to the sister that were with us, please try to cover them. And the sister said, we don't have enough clothing to cover all of them, brother. And I said, all right, let's hold hand, and let's pray now that the Lord will provide the clothing. We held hand, and we pray, and the Lord provided all these clothing for all the people there. The exact side, all the clothing they need, an extra clothing for them to carry on the way. And they can give it to some other people. My brother and sister, and the clothing that God provided was good clothing. Not the cheap stuff that we buy. It's not good clothing, very stuff like in heaven. I believe some of the clothing was some of the clothing that they can stretch and not break and go back to the position. So I believe some of the clothing could have been good enough if they turned into werewolf to continue to use the clothing. I just know that the clothing was really good when I saw it. Really high good stuff. God was giving them as we pray. And the people were very 
happy. They needed food. All right, let's pray for food. You know, we fed them. We gave them clothing. They were very happy. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. We're so glad that God sent you to help us. People were very happy, very pleased. I'm looking forward to doing that because I know that's the heart of Jesus. That's the heart of Father right there, to help the poor, to help the needy. That's his heart. And as long as we do what's in his heart, that's why I told people in the beginning, 22, if you support this program, we'll give our, our 10, 20, 30% to the, to the poor in Israel. Not just 10, we'll give more to them. Okay? We're not here to just give 10, we'll give more. We'll donate more. And we started doing that, and we're still doing it. My brother and sister, you'll be blessed for it by God. You have treasure in heaven. You have a great home in the millennium for supporting this program because you're supporting the poor. That's the work that God called us to do. And I'm still willing to come down in the millennium and pray for people that have clothing and food. This work combined will still go through. Even in the millennium, Jesus showed me. I was helping the poor. You may say, why this poor in the millennium, brother Elvis? Well, the Bible said great multitude twice in the book of Revelation are coming out of the great tribulation. You're talking about millions and maybe billions of people coming into the, into the millennium that will need clothing, food, and home. Okay? We're going to be there waiting for them. I remember standing in the great tribulation, I'm sorry, in the millennium, when people, when the Lord, it was, I think it was 100 years or less, I was standing in the millennium with other brothers and sisters, and we were waiting for a great group that the Lord was bringing in out of the great tribulation. People that have been mostly beheaded for Christ. Coming into the great tribulation, into the millennium. And we were standing there. People had clothing on their hands to help these people that were coming in without nothing. These are a lot of people that probably never gave their tithes and offering, live, live a life of, you know, they preach to them, but they never had time to listen. And now in the, great, in the great tribulation, they give their life for Jesus. They are beheaded for Christ. They refuse the mark of the beast. Okay? And they come into the millennium on new earth. And where they are waiting to help them. The Lord had, had, had me standing there looking at it so I can come here and tell you. And this multitude, but it was a, a multitude, hundreds of thousands more than I can, more than I can count in, in a few minutes. Coming in. Multitude after multitude after multitude. The Lord bringing in, my brothers and sisters, with the power of God, into the millennium. And we were there to help all those people. You know what the Lord says to me after everyone was scattered, going to a different city, different places? Go and teach them my word, he says to me. Go help them. Jesus said, go teach them my word. Okay? And the Lord will have me every day going to the different places in the millennium for almost a thousand years. Okay, teaching them his word, he says. Just what I'm doing here tonight, that I've been doing here for years since, you know, early. I started this program in 2012, but I started back in 92. My brothers and sisters, the Lord had me teaching family, teaching people, leading people to the Lord. In the millennium, I will be doing the same thing with hundreds of thousands and millions of people. Okay, leading them to the Lord teaching them the word of God to repent and to seek Jesus with all the heart. Because at the end of the millennium, who get released for a short season? Satan. And he goes to the four corners of the earth to gather the nations. 
How is it that he's able to go to the four corners of the earth of all these people that God has given him everything and convinces him again like he did in heaven when he's striking heaven and went to all the angels, it's like a strike, and went and convinced them. You know that to God that's one of the greatest sin ever that anyone can do? See, God, if you sin and you go your merry way and then you repent and you turn around, God will forgive you. But here, here is the problem that a lot of humans don't understand, that this is like the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. When someone goes who's in sin and convince other people to do the same with them and mislead other people out of the way, Jesus said that it will be for one of them that will make one of his little ones fall to bind a, a millstone on the head and throw themselves in the sea. You know, that's one, one of the worst ways to die. You drown yourself. To put a millstone on your neck, around your body, throw yourself in the sea, like Jesus said, you're killing yourself. It will be better for that person to do that, Jesus said. Because Satan, that's exactly what he did, my brother and sister. He goes around the millennium where everyone is practically in peace. And the nice home, nice this, nice that. Okay? And he goes, convince them. Do you you think he's going to have a tough time? He's not going to convince people? You got to read your Bible again. Got to read your word. My brother and sister. Because you will think that by this time, people have learned of their mistakes. My brother and sister. Okay? Okay? You will think that people have learned. The Bible says that when the thousand years expire, this is one thousand year reign of Christ, expire, shall Satan to be loosed out of his prison. I, I got to look this up in, in the other Bible because I know we've been reading it for some 30, 33 years from the King James. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay? This is from the complete Jewish Bible. And when the thousand years are over, the adversary, talking about Satan, will be set free from his prison. And he will go out to the seed of the nation of the four quarters of the earth, God and may God, to gather them for the battle. And their number is countless. Anything that goes into billions, okay, not, not million, billions, is practically countless. Okay? The adversary is Satan. Goes out around the earth where I saw over 33 billion people on the earth, in the new earth. 33, over, not over 33 billion people. Right now we have about 8 billion. Okay? We're talking about four times the people we have now. Four times the people we have now. Okay? In the knowledge of the Lord, I was in the millennium. I can see about 33-plus billion people. We only have about eight now. I think well, last year we came to be an eight billion people on the earth. In the millennium, we have a 33 billion. Okay? And Satan comes around, gets loose after a thousand years. He goes around to the seas of nations, says John. Okay? You would think... That everyone who's there comfortable, a lot of people with mansions, all kinds of sweet animal, snake, 
tiger, lion that cannot bite you or hurt you in any way. God said, nothing will harm my holy mountain, saith the Lord. Okay? Nothing will hurt in my holy mountain, saith the Lord. That's on the earth. Okay? It's peaceful. The glory of God is everywhere. The presence of God is there. Angels are moving around like they did in the garden. <coughs> I've seen them. Angel comes. Sheriff in the millennium. Can I help you? Can I help you carry anything? A stone or anything? What do you want me to carry for you? Being your friends. Angel from heaven. Being your friend. You're, you're me seraphim face to face in the millennium. Jesus is in the New Jerusalem in his temple. And for year to year, says the prophet, that they will go and see the Lord. People travel who cannot fly like us, the church of Jesus, there in a second. They, they, they'll go there in buses. There will be trains in the millennium, buses and even planes. And people travel, okay, there. You'll have angels, friends, beautiful angels from heaven. But great knowledge of that will be your friend, your neighbor. You can sit down and talk with them all day long for years. Okay? Everything is like back in the garden. Beautiful. Okay? And Satan get released at the end of the thousand years. And he goes out to convince the nation. You will think that now, not one person will listen to Satan. Not one. You will say, with all the beauty, all the billionaire that God will have there, none of them will listen to Satan anymore. Wrong. Wrong again. This is why the Lord says that we must watch and pray, that we fall not into temptation. Because the devil goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. My brother insisted. Right now, people are being caught by surprise like this word in Israel. Caught by surprise. Even Israel got caught by surprise when God told them what was coming in his word. My brother and my sister, sudden destruction will come upon them as a, as a woman in travail with a child. So again, the devil get losing of the end of the thousand years. What happened? Let, let me read the word of God. To gather them for the battle. The number is countless at the sand of the seashore. You're talking about billions of people again joining the devil in his affair, in his business. Instead of staying in the business of God, listening to God. No, the devil comes out and invites them again, and they follow him like a sheep to the slaughter. My brother and sister, we need to watch out who we listen to. And if you're not sure about something you heard or someone told you, check with the Lord. Jesus himself told me this, my son, you're not capable to understand many things. There's things you cannot understand. Ask me. He says, I know all things. Just ask me. He says to me, yes, Lord, thank you. Very important, we understand. There's so many things we don't know that we don't understand. You know, God doesn't make things complicated. God just wants us to come to him and depend on him and ask him for help to lead us. To, t to take us there, to tell us where we need to go. And not just listen to this fellow who was bound for a thousand years, who's coming like a, I remember he looked at me when he was released, like, like a, a Spain general, 
his uniform and everything looks like a Spain general. And I remember when he was released, I was I was at the end standing when I saw Satan coming. At this time, he was not stepping his feet on the, on the earth. He was still flying in the air, close to the seashore. And I remember that I saw the people listening to him. I said, what do you listen to? How can you listen to him? What did the Lord say in John 8? That Jesus, he's the father of all lies. And I began to quote it to them. The complete chapter of John 8 in the millennium to the people. And people started pushing me aside. Like a lot of people do to me now. They change the channel. I don't want us to listen to you no more. In the millennium, they were pushing me aside with the end. Pushing me aside. We don't want to hear you no more, Elvis. Just like that. You're talking about people that have followed me even from this time. At the end of the morning, they're pushing me aside. Elvis, we don't want to listen to you no more. And I'm still looking at him like, you know, I'm trying to help my brothers and sisters. Why can the Lord not be first in our lives? My brother, why does this have to be so hard? My brother, why has to be so hard? Why do we have to make things so hard for ourselves? So difficult. Because this is the end. It is the end. So hard to convince people to follow Jesus. Like I'm asking you to follow me to hell or something. So hard to tell them, please follow Jesus. I'm not even asking you to follow me. Follow Jesus. Repent to Jesus. Confess him as your Lord and Savior. Commit your life to him. Even if you question what I'm preaching, ask the Lord about it. Follow him, please. Follow the Lord. Serve the Lord with all your heart. He will get us there. He will keep us safe, my brother and sister. So when Satan gets released to guard them for the battle, the number is countless at the sand of the seashore. And they come off over the breadth of the land, and they surround the camp of God, my brother, God's people, the city he loves. You know that the city that is being bombed right now, missiles are going into Jerusalem right now. And when I heard that on the news earlier, I said, that's the city the Lord's love. That's the city of, of the Lord. Missile going into the city of the Lord from Hamas, from Gaza, from the group Hamas, from the city Gaza, in the West Bank, into Jerusalem. My brother and sister, this is horrible that this is happening. We need to continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem until we have no more breath on this earth, until we're taken out. We need to continue to pray for them. God knows what he's doing, what he allows to, his enemy to do. Remember, he allows his enemy to do. But he can put a stop anytime, any moment, any second, he can stop them. We just need to be obedient and pray for them. My brother and my sister. So they come up over the breadth of the land and surround the camp of God people, the city he loves. And what happened after? Father says, enough is enough. Enough is enough. My son, back there, brought you in to the ark. My son saved you from the great tribulation and even saved you from the tribulation and brought you into this for a thousand years. He has blessed you. 
He has given you a new body. He has given you a new life. He has given you a new earth, a new home, food that will grow, plan that will grow food from one day to another. My son has been there for you all the way. And this is how you repay him. Enough. It's enough. Fire comes down from heaven and consumes them. This is Father. Enough is enough. And that's what people don't realize. Yes, we serve a loving God, a caring God, who will go the extra mile with us. But we, you need to understand that God will not be mocked. And these people are mocking God. Saved by Christ, through Christ, through faith, by faith. By his blood, we're justified. By faith, we're justified. Everything he did was to justify us before Father. And now people are going to come to the millennium and, and rule over Christ a thousand years and mock God this way when the devil gets released and go join the devil and begin to have evil thoughts again against God and his people. Enough is enough. My brothers and sisters, no more chances after that. You can see that there was no time for God to release his fire. It was immediately. They went and come to city. My brother insisted. And they were the last stand God's enemy would have. Last stand that God would allow them to have. Because every stand they have back here, God have allowed them to have it. But when they when the New York comes, okay, they will have their last stand. It's a short season. But in that short season, my brother and sister, you need to realize if you are in heaven after the rapture and they approach you to come down to the millennium and you get the chance or the opportunity to say, may I stay here, Lord. If God gives you that opportunity to stay in heaven and God says, you may choose to stay or go, my daughter, my son, say, Lord, I would like to stay if you can. Because the millennium is another test, my brother and sister. And many people who could stay will come down and be deceived by the enemy at the end. My brother and sister, please take care of yourself. Take care of your own eternity, your own life. This time in the millennium compared to eternity is nothing, nothing this time in the millennium. A thousand-year reign with Christ is nothing compared to the millennium. This third being standing for 13,000 years or more is nothing compared to eternity with God. Eternity with God goes on forever and ever and ever. You're going to miss that for just a short season? No, my dear brother. No, my dear sister. Understanding, no. Yes, the millennium will be beautiful. The new earth will be beautiful. But if you think that you will not be able to withstand the millennium for a thousand years, for whatever reason, if God gives you the opportunity to stay up there, stay. Ask the Lord. Ask God. And I'm not telling you to stay. I'm telling you to ask God. Hallelujah. I love it that was revealed to Brother Larry that in heaven the redeems. When the Lord comes to them and says, I want you to do this, 
they say to him, Is this the will of my father for me? And he says, Yes, it is. They go to do it right away. That's very important that we understand. My brother and sister, the will of God for us will ensure God protection on our lives and blessing forever. That we will always be with him. My brother and sister, we want to be with him. Last week, God brought me to heaven and showed me heaven. And he says to me, are you willing to let go of this for that earth? He asked me one question. Are you willing to let go of this for that earth? And the answer is no. No, I'm not willing to let go of eternity for this earth. No way. No way. My brother and sister, willing to do anything to go to heaven. Whatever God wants. It's not been easy for 30 plus years. But you know what? Hallelujah, it's all worth it. Because compared to eternity, this is nothing. Remember, nothing compared to eternity. What you and I have suffered, it may suffer in a few hours from nowadays. It's nothing compared to eternity. Eternity goes on forever. The Lord giving me a view of eternity. A few, weeks, a few weeks ago, the Lord shocked me and surprised me because he allowed me to see myself in eternity. And it was so beautiful. It was mind-blowing. I never seen such a beauty, such a perfection of everything. It is unimaginable. Things that I have not seen, that years have not heard, are the things that God has prepared for them that love him. That's what I was looking at. I was stunned because I didn't know it was so beautiful and so perfect. Unimaginable to the human mind. You and I are not capable to think of the things that God has for us in eternity. We're not capable to think them. We're not capable to put it together in our mind how perfect it's going to be. It's as we say, mind-blowing. When he showed me just a, a view of it, I wanted to scream to the top of my head as loud as I could, my brother insisting. And he wanted to show it to me, to know that we need to continue to endure and persevere no matter what we go through. Never giving up. Never quitting. Understanding that any, every little suffering you and I go through it is worth it for what he has prepared for I, you and I. My brother and sister, the revelation he's given me the other day also, I was coming into heaven with a group of brothers and sisters from the Lord's Hour. I remember there were 4,000, I think it was close to 7,000 brothers and sisters we were coming in, which I was surprised. So many were coming in following me into heaven. I knew it was the rapture. We arrive in heaven close to the Lord's Hour Park. The redeemed and the angel was telling me, Brother Albert, you've been here several times. You've been brought here several times. You already know the way to the wedding celebration. Why didn't you lead them there? And I said, yeah, of course, I will lead the people there. And I was going like Moses in the wilderness, leading the children of Israel out of the, excuse me, out of Egypt into the promised land. I was leading my brothers and sisters ahead of them. 
to the wedding celebration. As we were walking near the park, the Lord's Hour Park, it was full of instruments. Every instrument that I heard Solomon had in the construction of the temple to celebrate that great feast. My brother thought this was much greater, much beautiful. And the thing is, that most of these instruments are made of gold. Gold that we don't have on this earth, refined gold. Our gold is not so much refined. It's contaminated even with 24K. You cannot even find 24K anymore. It's like 22 and 20. And heaven is beyond that. My brother and sister, and I tell you, I keep going around, and the beauty of the instrument, it, it just caught your eyes. You just want to keep looking at it. How do they make that so beautiful? And the redeemed, the children, the, the young man, the young lady were playing this instrument. And some of the brothers and sisters were playing it that had gone before us. And, wow, it was incredible. It's like everyone can make amazing music in heaven. My brother and sister, amazing music. Everyone, God gives them this talent to play. And they just play music you never heard so beautiful. They can play the instrument so beautiful. And it was like they were rehearsing before the, the great celebration. Rehearsing. And you say, rehearsing what? When they can, make, they can play it perfect. They're still looking forward to pleasing their God. That's what that is. Everyone in heaven just want to please God, make him happy. My brother and sister, they just want to play so perfect that, and it's all in relationship with the Lord. It's all in connection with the Holy Spirit. That when their music goes out full of the Holy Spirit, full of the power of God, God sees that in them and enjoys so much. My brother and sister, God's people's prayer are sweet aroma to Father. When their heart is pure, it's so sweet to him. Thank you, Lord. It's like many flowers, a smell coming out of their heart. He enjoys it. He loves it. Thank you, Lord. He wants us to be like Christ. Christ always has a sweet aroma on him. When you come closer to the Lord, the first thing that will come before him is a sweet aroma. You will smell the Lord. Oh, that smells so good. And when you look, there's Jesus. Hallelujah. Most beautiful in 10,000 right there before you. And you and you look at him. Hallelujah. And you don't want to stop looking at him. And as he smile on you, your heart will melt. Jesus smiled on me in heaven. It was third heaven, second planet. We were in the sky flying as he was talking with me. We were coming down from the sky to heaven down to the to the ground, and I was a little like being shaken because he was sticking me down so fast, and like I'm gonna hit the ground. But he's always so gentle, and the Lord knew what I was thinking. He knows everything, and looked at me, turned around, and kept my, kept his eye fixed on me. He was moving forward, but he, he was going backwards. I see a couple of brother redeemed speaking in heaven. They were walking this row as, it was, as they were talking, like a, a walkway. And they were talking. Jesus was heading straight to them. And I kept looking at the Lord. I said, Lord's going to hit them. He's going to hit them. He's going to hit them. And Jesus knew what I was thinking. The Lord looking at me and smiling. He did not hit them. He went right through them and never ate them. Looking at me like, you forget that I'm God, my son. 
I'm perfect. I don't make mistakes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. She brought me down and was showing me how beautiful that second planet is. Third heaven, second planet. It's not like the third, but it's huge. And I remember seeing many, like, large cities. But the building was not so tall. But I knew the city was large. I knew there were many people there for some reason. My brother insisted. It's like a heavy populated area where he was showing me. Showing me that he had mercy on people who repented and he got them there. By grace we are saved. It's not of yourself, but it's a gift of God to you and everybody who repent, my brother and sister. Paul says to the churches, ye are saved by grace. It's a gift of God to you. Salvation is a gift of God to you and I. When we repent and we see what he has for us, that place was lit up by, 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 by Jesus. Jesus is the sun in heaven. My brother and sister, and the days are brighter than anything you ever saw in your life. Some say it's like a hundred sun at once lighting that planet. Some people describe it. I think it's more. My brother and sister, pure white light hit that planet. It doesn't make any shadow anywhere. Light is perfect all around everywhere. You can walk around any house, any building. There is no shadow in God. The light is perfect everywhere. And you can look as far as you want to look. Marvel and sister. Clear, clear, more clear than crystal than clean water. Everything is. As far as you can look. The beauty, the flower, the grass. You can sit there and just look at the grass for, for years. Look at the heaven for years. Look at the home for years. People, they are always talking about God, talking about Jesus. The mystery of God is being revealed to them. Mystery that you and I want to know. Oh, they're talking about things that we want to listen to about God. God reveals mystery to them that they love and enjoy talking about it. And they talk about it. They can talk about it nonstop all day long. Learning and receiving and the spirit, their spirit, their heart, it's like never-ending learning. Their mind, never-ending learning. Every word is like food. That's why I understand that when Jesus said that man will not live by bread alone when the devil tempted to him. The devil already knew this because he was in heaven one time. But his temptation is, if he can get to make you think that this is all about food and eating and remove your focus from the Lord, from the Word, Some, that's why people don't fast not even half a day because they love food so much. Gluttony is a sin, Father says to me one time. One sin on the earth that he doesn't like and it's gluttony. My brother and sister. So one of the temptations of the devil, it was for Jesus after 40 days of fasting, with no food and no water, that he would turn the stone into bread. And the Lord turned around to the devil and said, the man will not live by bread alone. My brother insisted, this fact in heaven is true, 100% and anywhere else. 
In heaven, you don't need to eat. But you can eat the Word of God all day long, and it will sustain you. You will never be hungry. You will never ask anything to eat or drink if you don't want to. If you go to heaven and say, I will never want to eat again, Lord, the Lord will say, okay, if you never want to eat again, that's fine with me, my daughter, my son. You don't have to. You don't have to eat in heaven. You don't have to drink. You'll never have to go to the bathroom. Okay? Your hair is always beautiful. Your face is always young. Your face is more beautiful in heaven than any newborn baby. I compare a newborn baby, the skin, a newborn baby, how people look in heaven. And their skin in heaven is much beautiful, beyond beauty of a newborn baby. Are people that look People that are thousands upon thousands of years old in heaven. Their face is more beautiful than a newborn baby on this earth. Women and men, the same. They're very happy. They have no reason to be sad, but they got plenty, endless of reason to be happy. Barbara and sister, in heaven you don't have to question. And if you question, you have the answer right away. God, you use 100% of your mind, and with 100% of your mind, when you ask a question, you will receive an answer that will satisfy your mind 100%. You'll never have a headache or a migraine. You'll never have a bone pain. You cannot never hurt yourself or anybody else. My brother and sister, it's perfect. Heaven is perfect, and it's perfect for us. God made it perfect for his children to live happy forever. My brothers, how can anyone not want to come to heaven? My brothers and sisters, I'm sure everyone is tired of this earth. So coming to heaven should be our dream, our desire, our daily desire. Some of the brothers and sisters that went with me in the rapture, after we enter heaven, they looked at me. Some people say, Brother Elvi, I can see now why you could not describe to us on the Lord Tower, heaven. You, you tried describing it as, as best you could, Brother Elvi, but I can see now, some people were telling me, why you could not describe heaven to us. I should really want it to us. I said, really it is. This is undescribable, Brother Elvi. The beauty, the smell, the aroma. The presence of God. Hallelujah. The honesty and truth that goes on in heaven always. The love. Everyone acknowledges you. Everybody thankful for you. And you are thankful for everybody. It's just heaven is so awesome. Hallelujah. Some people started thanking me for the work I've done for the Lord. And I said, no. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. In heaven they were thanking me. When we were home in the rapture, I said, no. I was just a vessel. We are just vessel, brothers and sisters, looking forward to be going home. That's what we are. We just want to go home. We just want to go to heaven. Seeing in it makes you desire even more. I always desire when I heard story about heaven, testimony about heaven, revelation about heaven, while it, it enlightened me. It turned me on fire inside for more. 
And some of the testimony was so short. I wanted more. Then I read about heaven and hell from Mary Kay Baster, Anna Rontree, Richard Sidman, so many other people, Sue Thomas, which were confirmed to me by Father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Lord brought me one time, and he called Abraham his friend. He says, Abraham, come here. I want to speak to you about this. Jesus called him. And they were very friends. Jesus put his hand on Abraham's shoulder like two best friends. We talk down here. And he called Abraham. And then he called Isaac and, and called Jacob. I'm in front of two of the people that I read in the Bible for so many years. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I will. Amen. And I'm looking at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And immediately I knew that I needed to be in quiet. I had no right to ask them a question. They have the right to ask me for some reason. So I remained quiet, and Abraham asked me a question. I answered him. Then Isaac asked me a question. I answered him. Then Jacob asked me a question, and I answered him too. My brother and sister. It was all about the church and not serving the Lord on the earth. I answered them to the best of my knowledge. And they were, they were very happy with my answer. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. It was incredible. The Lord was standing there while they were asking me questions. But I always want to be looking at Jesus. I don't like it when I see Jesus serious. I like him to be in smile to me. When he's serious, I immediately think that I did something wrong. <laughs> I like it when he smiles. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Well, the three signs, thank you for the question about the three signs. The three signs that the Lord showed me back in, Jesus came to me one time, I remember. We were over in New York, and this time he was talking to me about the, the eastern tsunami that it was coming upon the land of New York also. We'll go through all that part of New York. We were standing in the sky. I remember it was one night. But I can see him clearly. We were talking. And I said to the Lord, Lord, yes, this is for the great tribulation when he was talking to me about this. Because he was telling me to tell his people about this. I want you to tell my children about this, he said. And I said, okay, Lord, yes. And then he says to me that, when I told him that this will be for the great tribulation, he knows that's what you think. Many of you think this, but no. It is before, he says. And that very moment when he revealed to me that this judgment, this eastern tsunami, will be before, Jesus was telling me this. I could not question God about this because Jesus is God. He's the Son of God. And he's God Almighty also. So I cannot question Jesus. He always tells you the truth. He's the truth. The life. No one may come to the Father said through him. So that's where that was born, when Jesus came to me about that. Then I didn't know about California until he took me to California. 
I remember that one other time he took me to California to show me the earthquake that's going to hit California. Um, in the revelation he has shown me before, I didn't see dead children or people. I seen the, ho- the building houses collapsing on people. I knew that they had collapsed, but I, it was like minutes or seconds after the destruction. So I didn't, I didn't got to see them falling on people. So then someone was asking me when I shared this on the Lord Jawa back in 2012. And I said, um, well, I didn't see it happen. I, I saw it like second or minutes after it happens. And the person also, you didn't see the building falling on people. You don't know if children got killed and all that. That would be good to know, Brother Elvin. Why don't you ask the Lord? So I went back to the Lord. I pleaded with the Lord. I said, Lord, will you please show me, you know? I was thinking it might be part of the details that I need to give people. Then the Lord took me and showed me how many people, including children, died. I was very broken by it. When I saw the body of children dead after this earthquake, I was crying uncontrollably. And right there I understood why did Jesus did not want to show me children killed by the earthquake. I pleaded with him. But even though when I was pleading with the Lord, I can hear in the Lord's tone a voice. Like, I don't want to show, I don't want to cause this pain to you, my son. But since I kept insisting, he's like, okay, if you want to see, okay. That was a really not a wise prayer to do. I, I tell you that right now. If I knew this, I would have never asked. I was crying uncontrollably. I don't like to see children dead. I know it happens. I know death after men's sin has been part of this life. But seeing many bodies of children dead, it's, it's very hard, very difficult, especially when you love children and you don't want to see no harm come to them, my brother and sister. But then, you know, the Lord had confirmed that these things would happen before, the three signs will be before the great tribulation. So we, the bride, will, to, will see this. Experiences will be here, I believe, because he said before, and that's what I understood when he said that, yes, it will be before the Great Tribulation, and I know we will be taken right like second before the Great Tribulation. We won't be here to be left for the Tribulation Church. No, that was never the plan of God. It's like when people say that the church will be here during the Great Tribulation, it's like saying Noah will be in his house during the flood. Allah will still be in Sodom and Gomorrah while, while the fire is coming down from heaven. That never happened, and that will never happen to the church neither. <clears throat> God, excuse me, has been very clear about that. He's going to take people out at the right time. What he was showing me yesterday morning was that very soon things are going to change. We are already seeing change. And I'm surprised that the day after he showed me this, this Hamas attack to Israel happened. And it happened worse than since before Israel became a nation. They never had an attack this way. Okay? It's over a thousand people dead already. Some people are reporting. Over 2,000 angels. Back in 73, only... About a thousand died, but now it's been more than that time. Okay? 
and the because uh, they had three buildings knocked down full of people. One of the buildings had 80 people, and they had not been counted yet of the dead people. So you have more dead that have not been reported yet because they, can, they cannot get to their body yet. Okay, so that's why the count of the dead in Israel right now is about 400 reported because the rest of the people have not been counted for yet. So uh, it's going to be terrible, my brothers and sisters. When they, this war will continue, supported by Egypt, Turkey, and Iran, three major countries that were not, Turkey and Egypt were not available much before. Now they are. They, they were celebrating this, and they're supporting them with arms. So eventually for Israel to exist as a nation, during this time, they will have to attack Egypt, they will have to attack Turkey, and they will have to attack Iran. All three countries are supporting Hamas and Hezbollah and another group there. And in order for Israel to exist, have to attack all, all three of, the, of those nations. Okay? Yes, the Taliban is already participating. Okay? It, it, it's going to get really... They're already saying that this war will continue for years now. The before one, was, there was one that they had for three years. Where, and that was only with Hezbollah. Three years with Hezbollah fighting. Thousands of people died. Now you got Hasmai and Hezbollah joining. And the, and, and the Taliban joining. Backed by Egypt, Iran, and Turkey. Okay? That's, that's terrible. I, this, this is going to go on in Syria by a long time now. This, this is because they com- they'll continue to supply fighters and weapons. If 100,000 get killed, gonna, like, you ha- like it's happening in Ukraine, 100,000 people get killed in a week, they'll send a hun- another 100,000 people. Same thing happening in Ukraine will be happening in Israel right now. This, is, this will not be stopped. This is just the beginning. Missile will still be hitting Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Marvel and sister, it's going to be bad. But we'll continue to pray. I don't, I don't think that Ukraine has so much prayer like Israel has, my brother and sister. So the prayer that's going to, to Israel is going to be much. God will send his angel. The Lord, there will be a time when the Lord will fight. Jesus gave me a revelation of that. I can see Iran and other nations coming against Israel one time. They look like grasshopper from the air when I was standing there with the Lord. But I could tell that it was the Iranian army. They had their flag. You know, I knew, I, I said here on the Lord's time, one of the Bible studies Tuesday night, that Egypt will be joining Iran. Okay? And that sometime in the future, Turkey. But Turkey decided to join now to supply weapons now, that means that they're supporting it now. So they're joining it now with Iran and Egypt. And then Syria, which has a lot of fighters, two hundreds of thousands and millions, will be sending them also in tanks and all that also against Israel. So you got practically four nations rising against Israel order the sudden. It's like sudden destruction, like the Bible says. So this is going to, to go for the long my brother and sister, so, I don't, this one will not be get it under control. 
because I believe this is what says in Jeremiah, my brother and sister, that with, where Israel gets, um, it says in, in Jeremiah 30, 14, all thy lovers have forgotten thee. They seek thee now. For I have wounded thee with a wound of an enemy, with a chastisement of a cruel, one for the multitude. Thine iniquity, because thy sin will increase. Okay? So there's a discipline going on with Israel here and right now. And God said he decided to wound them. The question is, what kind of wound is Israel receiving in all this? Some people believe that the IDF will be no more. That will be a deep wound. I, I believe in my teaching, since I've been teaching on the Lord's Hour, from the book of Daniel, that the wound is, is the Antichrist sitting in, 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 the, um, in, in, the, in, the, in the third temple. Okay? And that's another thing. There's a prophecy that I, Iraq will rise and will fight them too. And I, you know that Iran army has been trained by the U.S. Army, and they got hundreds of thousands of fighters, well trained by the U.S. with weapons and all that, that Barack Obama gave them a lot of them, ready for anything now. So they can join Egypt, Iran, Syria, Libya, Turkey also, and make this so hard for Israel. This is part of the problem. Biden is sending ships over there to do what? Nothing. They're not going to do nothing. Okay? Because if it will be to join Israel in all this fight, okay, they're not going to join. It's not going to happen. This is one prophecy that I also heard years ago, that when this war of Israel will begin, United States will not be on their side fighting with them no more. Not even providing them with weapons. One time, taking someone saw they, they gave them a little, but it was not enough for all, to go against all these nations. And that's where Israel realized that they, they're on their own with this. Right now, the Antichrist of the United States in their pocket, they have uh, France, Germany, UK, all those countries in the pocket of the Antichrist. So they're right now obey, obeying the order of the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is the one rising Hamas and, and Hezbollah and them against Israel. So they will not dare to disobey the Antichrist to help Israel. Right now, that will not happen. They will not go against the word of the Antichrist. They have to submit to him, or the consequence will be, you know, like a, like a demon confessing that Jesus came in the flesh as a man. The consequence will be beyond the, the, you know, big consequence in that kingdom of darkness. So Namalee's president came cannot support Israel, and this is the reason why Hezbollah, yes, this is the beginning of the world in Psalm 83. This is the reason that in September 24, 21st, I'm sorry, they signed a peace agreement, peace and security, because that will give the Palestinian protection under international law. Remember that Russia, China, all these countries are have a seat in the UN. They all have a seat in the UN. And I remember when they were embracing Iran to have a seat also, which I talked about that on the Lord's Tower, which that makes it more dangerous. Well, when they made that signing where they gave uh, 
the Palestinian, the West Bank, and the Golan Heights, that gives the Palestinian as a nation the authority to continue to fight Israel until the, until the end of days, until this earth is destroyed. This has really gave the Palestinian more power now over Israel, over this fighting. Before they will fight with no UN support. Now the Palestinians have a say in this fight in front of the UN. The ambassador is already here in New York. He was being interviewed a few hours ago. I was listening to him, the ambassador of the Palestinian. And she is presenting his case before the UN today, tonight. She's saying that the Palestinian are also victims in this fight, and that many of his people are losing their life. He's right now, he can claim what they signed on the 21st, that they are their own nation, and that as a member of the UN, the UN need to help them. The nation of the UN need to help the Palestinian army. Okay? And they'll get the, they'll get the help. Legally they can. Legally they can proclaim it. And they know this. That's why they started the fight, because they know where they're standing with the UN. They can claim the right now. They were supposed to wait until January 1st. See, Israel Authority asked the UN what they signed on the 21st for the certificate to begin the first temple. The UN told Israel that they needed to give them 90 days to get their certificate. Okay? So the Palestinians also will get their certificate in 90 days. This war they started on the 7th. They started way before they got the certificate, but still, it's been signed already. They know it's been signed. That's why they're doing what they're doing. And Israel needs to be being careful because now all the nations can rise against Israel through the UN. Because the Palestinians now are a, a nation in the UN after they signed that agreement. Biden signed it with Netanyahu and the leader of the Palestinian Hamas. They did their own signing in private. Then they brought the document to the UN to be signed by all the president and all the representatives of the world, nations. That's what they signed on the 21st of September. And that document, believe it or not, is very important. Right now, a lot of people are taking that document for granted. They don't understand what, what's been signed on the 21st that it's only going to hurt Israel and all this. Because Israel will be limited by the UN on what they can do. They're planning an invasion in, 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 in the West Bank. Okay? And that's going to be a violation of international law. In case you were wondering. That invasion that Israel is planning to go get their hostage that Hasmah took into the West Bank, Mahmoud insisted, violate international law. And if Israel do it, because they say they're on war with, with the Palestinians, with Hamas, they violate international law, they can rise that in the UN and say, hey, they're violating international law. Are you going to let Israel get away with this? And the UN can condemn Israel for doing so, violating international law. It can be condemned in the UN. And that word, that word 
fulfill the prophecy of Jeremiah 30, 14. All thy lovers have forgotten thee. They will have to forget Israel legally, my brother sister. They will have to turn their back on Israel and say, no, you violated international law. Now we're sending the, our tanks and our support to the Palestinians, and we will protect their borders. We will give them money donations, millions and billions, and the Palestinians will get away with killing all these Jewish people because Israel will be violating international law. So right now Hamas is provoking Israel to send a convoy, to send their tanks into Palestinian territory so they can accuse Israel and the U.N., and the U.N. will have to support the Palestinians. And that will create another problem because that will make Israel enemy to all the nations. That will give Iran the right to attack Israel. And Israel will get no support from nobody. But that's where Messiah will, have, will fight for Israel. That's what the Lord showed me. That's where Jesus will fight for Israel because Israel... Since they made this signing on the 21st, this will make uh, Israel an enemy of all the country, my brother insisted. And then God would have to fight for them. Okay? See, Israel has been strong by God alone, yes, but also by the international support. The United States has given them over $800 million a year, every year. There were years that when they down to four to six. And then every other nation sends donations to Israel every year. Of course, it's been the mercy of God and all that. So all that has helped Israel to defend and protect themselves. But now with no international support, like it, may, like it will happen because the word of God has to come to pass very soon. We're talking about maybe days from now. In a few days or in a month from now or two months, I know it's between now and January, something the, the U.N. is reuniting now. They're starting, they're gathering the evidence is what they're doing. And then the U.N. will have their meeting. They called an emergency meeting today. They will have to meet again. And the next, the next, um, the next meeting is what they're going to turn against Israel. Because one of the, the ambassador of the Palestinians was saying that Israel has sent people into Gaza, and kill over 200 Palestinians. That means that they're going to present proof, video, photo against Israel and say that this happened before they attack, according to what he was saying. And if they can prove that to the U.N., that would mean that Israel, after they signed the International Peace Agreement, violated international law. And that will have every nation turn their back on Israel. Although President Biden said that Israel had the right to defend itself, okay? Israel does have the right to defend itself, but Israel does not have the right to break international law, according to the U.N. So I believe Biden's word is to provoke Israel to break international law. Because before Israel used to say, the reason why we're going into the West Bank, because we have the right to defend ourselves. They kept saying that, so... What Biden is doing is mocking Israel. A lot of people have not realized this. See, when the enemy does something against God's people, 
He's not doing it to help you. He's doing it to make it worse. Remember, God says to eat, not to eat. What did the devil say? Oh, you may eat. The devil always does the opposite to God. Always think about when you see these things in the media. The devil always does the opposite. Biden is being controlled by the Antichrist. The Antichrist tells Biden, go on international news and go tell them that Israel had the right to defend himself. This is not the moment for him to say that. But he's saying them to provoke them to do so because that will lead Israel into breaking international law. My brother insisted. And that will make Israel an enemy of all the nations. So he, they're provoking Israel. Like Hamas is provoking Israel. Biden is joining Hamas to provoke Israel. They're all doing what the Antichrist is telling them to do behind the scene. This is not good. This is not good. We need to continue to pray for the peace of Israel. Pray for the leader. They're already saying that Yahoo position is almost empty. It happened under his watch. He's being accused now. The leaders are, are, will be meeting in Israel to remove Netanyahu out of office. I don't think it's a wise idea to do so, but they, they said that he let it happen, or he didn't protect the people from happening. So whatever reason it is, there's change is coming. That, that's what my dream was about uh, yesterday morning, that God was showing me a change is coming. And the change is, I can see the Antichrist having more to do with the nations, with this nation, the country, and, and turning them for the worse is what I was seeing. Everything was turning for the worse. But it was like people's mind, like if, if let's say the UN said that Israel uh, violated international law, everyone was for it. Like, yeah, Israel did it wrong. Look, the, the, the ambassador of the Palestinian proved to the UN that 200 Palestinians got killed before they, they, they launched the first missile into, into Tel Aviv and to Israel. Look, they, 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 they broke the law. They broke the law. So everybody's going in favor of the Palestinians against Israel. And, and, and Israel felt like it's going to feel lonely. It's going to feel by itself. Because France is not going to support and Germany will not support and all this because they're not going to go against the UN. They're members of the UN. Now, brothers and sisters, this, this is the, the, where the situation is going. This is what God said this to Jeremiah. All thy lovers have forgotten thee. They seek thee now. See, they, they, when they seek him now, they, when they seek not Israel anymore, it's like we're not friends anymore. Remember in, in grammar school when you had a fight with your friend? We're not friends anymore. That's kind of what's happening here. The nation are saying to Israel, we're not friends anymore. Okay, they seek thee now, for I have wounded thee. And this, this is where the question of the wound comes to being. What is the wound? Is the wound that now the United States will not back up Israel anymore, France, Germany then will not back them anymore, and Israel will not have the confidence anymore to fight like they did in the past, or defend themselves like they did in the past? It sounds like it because all thy lovers have forgotten thee. So I believe what God saying to us is, are they are forsaken by the United States and other European country? Israel will feel alone. Okay? But God said that I, that I have wounded thee. God has wounded them. And that is the question. How is God wounding them? 
by cutting the relationship with the United States. I sent an enemy with a chastisement, my cruel one, for the multitude of thy iniquity, because thy sin will increase. And I believe this will lead all the Jewish people go to the dwelling wall to cry out to God. This is, this is, I believe, is going to bring repentance to Israel like never before, my brother and sisters. I was reading to someone Romans 11, my brother and sisters, uh, how, how things are going to come about. It says, hallelujah, Paul says to the brothers, Romans 11:25, for brother, I will want you to understand this truth which God formerly concealed, but now is revealed, that you won't imagine. And let me read this in the, in the King James. My brother, because we usually have read this in the King James. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Praise you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. The King James makes it, uh, we have read it for so many years. Brother, I will not have you be ignorant. Remember that ignorance is simply of the word lack of knowledge. And basically that's what it is with, in regard to Israel, there is a lack, lack of knowledge in the church and a lot of people. They think that because Israel um, had not confessed Messiah, they cannot be saved. But God has said he's a, he has blinded the, them. But look who come for Israel to help Israel. The same that we claim that Israel has not received as the Lord and Savior is the one coming before them in person. Messiah is. So that's, that's the part that people ignore. I remember the sister, there's a testimony called Let's Dance. I don't know how many of you have heard this testimony. And it's online. The sister, the Lord takes it to Israel in the spirit. So this rabbi, Jesus takes her there. The rabbi is reading the Torah, the Bible. And Jesus gets close to him and touched him. And immediately he says, Yeshua is Hamashkiah. Hamashkiah. Jesus is Messiah. He immediately in the Bible recognized Jesus from being Messiah. After Jesus touched him, he sees Jesus in the Word right away. Right away. And he says that Yeshua Hamashkiah. Jesus the Messiah, my brother and sisters. Brother, I will not have you ignorant of this mystery. God conceal it, said the other translator. The mystery is a concealment, my brother and sisters. Let you be wise in your own conceive. Blindness and power happen to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile comes in. That's the reason they've been withheld for until now. Partially blind, because they know the Bible very well. Partially blind in regard to Messiah, until the fullness of the entire coming. Right now, where we are, is coming to an end to the Gentile. But Paul called the fullness, the completion of the gospel being preached unto all the nations. That's the fullness. The gospel, the only thing that can fill us, the Word of God. Men will not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeds out of God's mouth, that's the gospel. That's the fullness. That's what will fill our lives, the gospel. And, and Jesus said that when the gospel will be preached unto all the nations, 
then the end will come in Matthew 24. Well, here's the fullness, the gospel. And the gospel right now has been preached unto all the nations. So the fullness is here. This is the fullness of the Gentiles. Okay? Hallelujah. And part of it happened to the, unto the fullness of the Gentile, my brother and sister. And then what happened? When the fullness come in, I said, it's now. The gospel went preached unto all the nations. And so all Israel shall be safe, or be safe, my brother and sister. The fullness come in, the gospel preached unto all the world. I said, it's right now. And what happens now? All Israel gets saved. Are you telling me that all, all these Orthodox Jews that have rejected the Lord for years get saved? Well, the Bible says all. And the question is, what does the word all means to you? If I can ask you that question. What does the word all means to you? This is why I tell people, we cannot judge. We cannot point finger. Because when God says all, he means it. He means it. All. Oh, and Messiah himself is the one coming to touch their life. And in that very moment, Yeshua is Shamakia. He's the Messiah. They all know right away, my brother and sister. Oh, Israel shall be saved, as it's written. They shall come out of Zion to deliver and to turn away the ungodliness from Jacob. Who is the deliverer? Who is the deliverer? The deliverer is Messiah, Jesus. He's the only deliverer appointed by God in heaven to save humanity. Jesus Christ, our Lord. He himself is coming down, my brother and sister, to save Israel. He is the one to come to touch him as Jesus touched the rabbi, and immediately he can see Jesus in the Bible. Never saw him for over 40, 50 years. And the moment Jesus touched him, he immediately saw him started dancing and screaming, oh, I, I see, he's Messiah, he's the Messiah, talking about Jesus. The veil came out of his eyes, spiritual eyes, and immediately he can see Jesus. Hallelujah. So immediately Israel, Messiah is about to open their eyes. Jesus is about to come and fight for them. That's what the Psalm 83 is. Where David cried in his prayer, Arise, O God, arise. Hallelujah. Your enemy have made a tamu. The enemy right now, that's exactly what they have made, a tamu. They, they are in total agreement to attack Israel from every front. And unless Messiah fight, because the UN is about to make Israel an enemy of all the nations, my brother and sister, with the proof that the Palestinians have, the U.N. is not going to uh, uh, ignore the proof. They're going to receive it, and they're going to turn against Israel. My brother and sister, incredible. Hallelujah. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they're enemy for your sake. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. I heard in, in heaven... They were worshiping Father. And I heard when they say the God of Israel. Hallelujah. The Father's sake, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are in heaven with God. They are witnesses that God chose in Israel unto being his people. 
So they're not forsaken. They're not abandoned. God is still protecting them. My brother and sister, thank you, God, for the gift and the calling of God are without repenting. Now explain that one. <laughs> without repenting. God's not going to say, I'm sorry, he's chosen the Jewish people to be in his people. He's chosen his bride from the world to be in his bride of Christ. He's chosen the Jewish people for being his people. He's not going to repent for that. He's very happy he did. So we have to accept the truth. God has chosen them to. For as in time past, you have now believed God. You have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. Someone may say, how do they obtain mercy through their unbelief? Are you going to judge God now? <laughs> Verse 31. Even so, have these also now now believe that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. For God concluded them, them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon them all. Upon all. And God is the one having mercy. Who has we to accuse the Jewish people? The Orthodox Jews. No. God is the one having mercy in this Paul. And God has concluded them all in unbelief that they have mercy on upon them all, upon all. Okay? They don't believe in Christ right now, a lot of the Orthodox Jews. But God said he's still going to save them. And a lot of people disagree with that idea. Oh, you have to receive Christ. You have to receive Christ. But God said he's going to save them in their unbelief. You cannot obligate God to do anything. We are saved by his grace, by his mercy. God will turn around. Are you not saved by my grace and mercy? Uh, yeah. So what are you complaining about? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Verse 33. All this are the riches, both are the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgment and his way past finding out. So can anyone question God about this? Who oh, dare? I, I will not even bring it up when I go to the throne. When I visit the throne of Father, I will not even bring it up. I may say, Father, protect your people down there. Protect the Jewish people. And I call you and say, yes, I'm protecting them. But to make an accusation against the, the Jewish people, no way possible. I don't get into those things. No. Whatever God says is so. My brother and sister, a lot of people like to question God's will. Verse 34, who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor? <laughs> For sure it has not been us, the, the counselor of the Lord. Because God has much higher than us whom he can ask. He has 24 elders around his throne. And I'm sure that if, if he wants to bring a topic among them, he can bring it. And they are so knowledgeable from God giving a lot of, a lot of wisdom to them that they can really discuss something with a lot of wisdom and knowledge, and bring something to, to life very well, conclude with a, with a great understanding, whatever topic it is, beyond our mind, beyond our understanding. So God is practically saying to us, leave this in regard to Israel alone. Do not touch it. Don't put in there your opinion. Leave it the way God wants it to be. God is holding them in their belief that he may have mercy upon all. We don't have to say nothing else. This is the way God wants it to be, my brothers and sisters, and this is the way it is. Or who had 
first given unto him and shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him, through him, and to him, all things whom be glory forever. Amen. That's it. He created all things. My brother and sister. And all things are for him. Unto him. And that's the way God created everything. Let's continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let's pray for the Jewish people. Let's keep them in our prayer now more than ever. We know that the nations are about to wound. I believe it's wounded. God said, I wounded thee. So I believe if, if Israel was considered a friend of the UN one time, a member, was by the grace of God to the nations, not to Israel, to the nations. And now that, that Israel might be considered an enemy of violating international law, God said that they will be wounded. Israel will be wounded by him. And the United States will have to forsake in Israel if they are found guilty before the UN. United States cannot support them, even if people plead with the government to support them. It will not happen. Because the UN is in New York City. United States is a fully active member of the UN. The building is in New York City. There were talks years ago to move it to Europe. It never happens. So I, I believe someone said during the Great Revelation they did move it to Europe afterwards. Because it, the, maybe the eastern tsunami is going to put an end to the building. Because it's right there in, in, in part of downtown New York. I mean, it's closer to where the tsunami can wipe it out, destroy it. And, and I believe this is one of the reasons why they're going to come up and say, well, the building got destroyed by the tsunami. New York has been destroyed. It's, it's not a good city to live in anymore. We're going to build it in London or somewhere else. They're going to build it in Europe. I forgot what city they said. was. I'm not sure if it was France or, or somewhere in Europe. They're going to build the, the U.N. building. The next building is not going to be in the U.S. It's going to be out of this land forever, my brother insisted. So that's what the Antichrist won anyway. The Antichrist, that's the way he started everything. Remember the revelation the Lord gave me over a week ago where he took me to the, to the throne of the Antichrist and he was ordering his demon to begin to, to start it, that he was ready to begin his, his reign, his, his kingdom, to go ahead and execute uh, what they were told to execute from him, to follow his order, to follow orders. So they went, they already started this over a week ago and the result of what's going on is what's happening now, but that's what the Lord wanted me to hear. The Lord's been keeping me up today, and, and to all this stuff, surprisingly, he's been showing me the things. There was a brother I was listening to back last month. He was talking about a dream. He had 10-7, he saw in the dream. I was listening to him early before the program. 10-7, and he couldn't figure out. He knew it would be an attack on Israel on 10-7, and he mentioned it last month. But surprising how accurate it was. Heard it in his dream, 10-7. We'll begin on the 10-7. And he mentioned it. So, my brother and sister, God is showing us more now 
to what is beginning to happen, the year pass, how things are unfolding, okay, more and more quickly, my brothers and sisters. There is a judgment that God has spoken to certain people, especially here in the United States, to get ready for a judgment, an earthquake, which I believe this is tied in with the earthquake in California, that the Lord, the Lord had mentioned to some of his prophets, is about to hit. It is about to hit. It's around the corner. Um, the Lord said to his brother that it will happen like domino effect. One judgment, then comes the other one. So the earth, the warning has already began. Now that means that the war, the the earthquake is about to happen. Some people have dreamed about the tsunami also coming quickly. So um, we need to get ready for what is about to happen here in the U.S. They divided God's land. Okay, they divided God's land. And God said that years ago that when they would divide his land, he would divide their land. The nation that would divide his land, that will sign that division of the land, will be divided and fell. And then some people had dreamed of United States being divided. Okay? I mean, we're talking about 70, 90 years ago, God telling the people this. And now we see the beginning of the war in Israel and the division. We see the signing last month. And, and God said that the nation that will sign the division, the peace agreement, they will be divided. Because God says it's his land. And all the nations agreed and signed. And that's why when you read Joel chapter 3, verse 2, it tells you that they, they parted his land. So this nation is out to be imparted. But some people believe will be a powerful earthquake, even tsunami, coming that will cause this division. My brother and sister in the United States. And, and God told, said through his prophet, he told his prophet of old, in this nation, that this nation will be judged severely for coming against the nation of Israel, for dividing his land. He said that will be the severe... That will be the end of the U.S. gossip to them. The prophet, and a lot of the people went home. They went home to be in with the Lord. I heard prophecy from the 1800. The God spoke to them of these things to come. God did promise a revival. That's that's. This is this is the question is. We know, yeah, these judgments will, will come to pass. We'll see it. It's going to be horrible. But this, the the revival is the part. But there will not be any revival unless the judgment first, because the judgment is what's going to bring the people that are alive, that stay alive, on their knees to God. When people see the major city destroyed, that are the richest of this nation destroyed, completely wiped out, that's what's going to get everyone on their knees and say, okay, God, you said that this would happen. It did happen now. Remember when the Lord showed me this, from all the way from, from up, up north, across the nation, people were crying out to God on their knees. Anywhere the people would stop cutting the grass, shut off the lamb over, and, and got on their knees right there, crying out to God, repenting. Finally, 
I never seen such a repenting like the, the one the Lord showed me. After the judgment came upon that, this nation, God was showing me people repenting across this nation. Stay by stay, people are underneath crying out to God. Because they have trust in the riches. God is about to remove Washington, D.C. The leaders, the head, the wicked leaders. There's a day coming for them, and it's very close, where they will not be anymore. America will not have any leaders anymore. None. Every state will be on their own. Whatever state is standing after this judgment, they'll be on their own. Governor will be calling each other. Leading their own state. But Washington, D.C. will not be standing very soon. Neither New York, neither California. They will be in the history of this nation of being great city. My brother and sister, God has said it, and God's going to fulfill it in days to come. We're like days. Days. When I tell you we're days away, one of these days we're going to wake up, and the news is going to be bad. It's going to be really, really bad news. All over this nation, my brother and sister, they are saying that the, the earthquake that will cause destruction over San Francisco will sink. They believe that's the earthquake that will bring part of the eastern tsunami. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I just know that the Lord showed me the eastern tsunami. It was great. And God had plenty of mercy. The people is the one that had not mercy on each other. Plenty of mercy God had had all these years. And God is saying, enough, enough. Father, my brother and sister, just want this to happen and get it done with. Because, see, bringing people underneath and repenting give God the opportunity to rise people, bring, bring people into the kingdom, save people, and so much more, you know, all this happening before the, the great tribulation gives so many sore chance to be saved. People can, can can be saved, can go home being with the Lord. You know, children can be saved by the millions and billions, millions here, billions worldwide. I mean, it's, so much will be happening with the judgment. So many souls will be saved, you know. And, of course, you have saved, you have lost, but... I believe people here knowing about God so much, seeing the reality of the Word of God happening right before their eyes, it's going to bring people underneath crying out to God and say, God, I'm sorry, we're so sorry, God. Begging God for mercy, crying for mercy. You know, seeing that they're not going to have an income anymore. So this is going to paralyze, economically it's going to paralyze our country. Uh, they're going to have to figure out how things are going to be run after that. Food shortage is going to be rampage. Remember when the Lord showed me that uh, there was no food in the supermarket. People who stay alive waited over the supermarket. They broke into the supermarket like they done in some of the stay now because of the economy. And, and, and people looted all the food. They took all the food that was available. And then the government tried through FEMA to, to provide food to the people, but FEMA will ultimately run out of food and sell also. And since all the nations are signing up with BRICS, 
It is against the law of BRICS that any nation who signed on to BRICS to sell food to the United States. Very soon, BRICS, they're putting their foot down. China's already putting their foot down. They were sending billions of pounds of, of beef and stuff to the United States. They stopped already. Stop. United States, uh, uh, so some of the, the banks' food here are not doing good. They're not doing good. I believe this is where clone me is coming into the market like never before. Because there's a lot of stuff coming, we're coming from China that the president of China said, no, no more. I said, said to the company, no more. Stop the company to sending stuff over here. And this is where they said the fighting going on with Russia, with, with China and the United States. But it, it go, it's going beyond that. And people are not feeling it. Well, they're feeling it in the price, the price of meat. It's going up every day more, two, three, four dollars every day, every week. It's going on. You go to the market now, you know, if it's eighteen something, couple of pounds. Next week you go twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. It's just going up and up and up. And there's a reason why a lot of people don't know the reason why me is going. It's, it's even if it clone me, it's still going up in price. Even clone me is going up in price. You can imagine how bad it's getting. But it's getting really, really bad, my brother and my sister. And this is what the Lord wants us to trust in him, that he will be our provider, that we can pray for food, and he'll provide it to us. He'll make the food appear. My brother and sister, he will take care of us. That's what he's saying to us through all this mess. It's going to come to the moment where you're going to open your fridge and it will be empty. You'll look into your closet. They're going to be empty. And if you have not learned to depend on Jesus to be your provider, you are really going to go through pain. This is going to hurt people. You think Jacob is going to be wounded? Not only Jacob is going to be wounded, the church is going to be wounded in the days to come. I am telling you, if you don't learn to trust in the Lord to be your provider right now, in the days to come, not only Israel will be wounded, you're going to be wounded deep also. And God will wound you to trust in Him. He already showed me this. For me to depend on Him with my family. Or we're going to be wounded because if there's no food, where are you going to get it? Are you going to go looting like other people, stealing, robbing people in the daylight? Because that's what a lot of people are going to do. And God doesn't want us to do that because no thief, no liar, no deceiver is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's in his word. Okay? And you can say, well, I repent in the last second. You don't know when it's the last second. We don't even know the day and hour. People are going to be surprised for the day of the rapture. It's about to happen. It's going to happen in a day and hour that we don't know. Like a thief in the night. So think about it. If people leave everything for the last second, and in the last second when the church is already out, they're planning to repent, they find themselves in seven-year great tribulation. I can never been before, I can never be again. I've seen believers listening here to the Lord's Tower. I've seen them, some, very little, in the great tribulation. Say, Brother Alvey, and I'm like, Sister, what are you doing here? You should have... Got home in the rapture. She got caught up in her work. Doing this, doing that. I guess, I guess making a lot of money. 
and they not have time to really spend that time on repentance with the Lord. Find a hiding from beasts and demons up in the third floor of a house. And I said, Sister, I thought you came. I thought you, you were ready to come home with us. What happened? Oh, you know, Brother Elby, you know, I got cut up doing this, doing that, and I, did, I didn't really got ready, Brother Elby. And I said, but I know you were ready. Because I knew, but I did foolish thing, Brother Elby. Wow. We need to be careful, my brother and sister, please. Please. Money is not going to save you. Having a... a uh, a life bank account is not your trust. It's not your well-being. Your well-being is having the Holy Spirit in you. That when Jesus says, come home, you come home. That's your well-being. That's your salvation, the Lord in you. The hope of glory. That's, stop trusting in money. It's the root of all evil. Why are you trusting in the root of all evil? Because evil is not what you want. You want the Lord. So don't trust in the root of all evil. Have money like a tool. You have money because you needed to pay bills and that, and even go shopping. That's it. Don't love it beyond that, where it takes your prayer life, your fasting life. You know, some people are so occupied making money, they don't have time to pray. They don't. When was the last time you read the Word of God? When was the last time Jesus spoke to you about your relationship with Him? Cut out. And the things of this life. My brother insisted, not getting ready to going home. We've been telling you, the Trump is about to sound. I've been told that we're going to be rapture sooner than what we think. What are you thinking? Because this is going to happen before what you're thinking. You're going to be surprised when it does happen. Are you ready for that surprise? Are you ready to be, for your mind to be in blow? The blowing out of your mind say, oh, Lord God, I didn't know it would be that quick. There's a surprise coming. Yes, many are, they're not even preparing for the great tribulation. Because they're going to be running from the demon with, with, a, with a spoon under their hand. They will be making a soup, they will be make, making a great meal. And all of a sudden, the great tribulation begins, demons start coming out, they have a spoon on their head, and they'll be running with a spoon on their head. Huh? Not even able to, not being able, not even to enjoy the meal they were cooking, leaving the stove out while they're running away. That's what they're going to be doing soon. As werewolf and beast jump through the windows and through the house. Remember when I saw, uh, uh, when the Lord showed me, when the beast started coming out, the three days of darkness. A woman, I saw her in her living room. She was watching a big television, enjoying her, her I guess, her soap opera. And, and I saw when the beast jumped through the window to get a hold of her. She was like, she still had the remote control in her hand when the beast was tearing her apart. The remote control in her hand. You know, when Jesus said, watch and pray, he didn't say, watch a lot of television. And they pray when you can. That's not what he meant. The woman still had the remote control when the beast, I saw the beast biting her neck. Okay? And since she had the remote control in her hand, the beast was tearing her apart. She still had the remote control in her hand. 
of her big television that she paid thousands of dollars for. My brother and sister. You see, all this stuff is about to happen. It's going to caught people by surprise. My brother, and God doesn't want anyone to perish. His word is very clear. It's not the will of God that anyone will perish. Not the will of Jesus. He's going on and beyond for people. I, I see the Lord going beyond for us, and I'm like, wow, he's so merciful. He is truly so merciful. He goes beyond. You know, people going straight, doing, doing the, living a sinful life, and the Lord raised someone and said, go to this person, go tell them to repent that I'm coming. That I will forgive them, that I will be merciful. I will forgive the sin, I will restore the person's life. Still in the last minute that we're in, Jesus still wants to say, whoever he can, whosoever he can, he's still going out. My brother and sister, they are reaching out to people to save their soul because he knows what the great tribulation is going to be like. No one, no, no one like him knows exactly what people are going to suffer. He doesn't want people to suffer. He's still going around saving people. Remember when the Lord showed me himself evangelizing. I never thought Jesus would be in the street of New York telling people to repent. He looked like someone else in an example as he showed me himself. He was going in New York City around telling people to repent. Why? Because he knows the destruction that is coming. He knows very well how many lives are going to perish. Before they perish, he wants to reach, at least if he can get a few of them saved and bring them to his kingdom. My brothers and sisters, because New York is full of gays and lesbians, and, and they're proud of being gays and lesbians. Horrible, my brothers and sisters. They want to tell the world about their sinful lifestyle, and we have to watch ugly commercials sometimes that nobody likes. My brothers and sisters, it's horrible how it is. And the Lord is still reaching out to them to repent. Oh, they get angry. They want to punch the prophet in New York. Some people have gotten arrested over a preacher. <clears throat> I saw a preacher that used to go to New York all the time for years to preach. He got arrested every time he went in lower Manhattan. Another pastor got arrested or thrown in jail for preaching. They don't want preacher in New York. In the street of New York, they don't want no preacher. And this guy went around with a little speaker telling them to repent. The police came and took him. He had to go to court and pay a ticket. They do not want preachers in New York, my brother and sister. California, going the same way, Vegas. My major city, New York City, are putting preachers in jail. I heard a pastor, he came here to preach. They put him in jail for over a year. They don't want preachers. They don't want pastors. They want to put him in jail, my brother and sister. Look at YouTube. Block my video. Threaten me to, to remove my account. And the moment I will put up a video, a message, they will go on, hear it, and remove it. It is bad, and it's getting worse. Well, my brother and sister, we come to the end of the program. Uh, I'll be here live, God willing, this Tuesday night. It will be prophetic. It will be about prophecy. I hope my brother Tony will join me this Tuesday night. My brother and sister, hallelujah, let's keep each other in prayer. I'll keep you in prayer. Please keep me in prayer. Let's keep our petition in prayer. 
that before we go home, the Lord will answer some of our petition. We're in the last of the last, remember. Jesus is coming. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 